not going to make your own My husband yet. will buy me as many fucking Louis as I want to. So you're going to rely on your husband? No. He's going to fucking spoil me. No. I don't no. deal with no don't, fucking don't, scrubs. Don't. He's going to be a fucking engineer doctor. One of the fucking two. And he's going to buy me as many fucking Louis Quite as I want. Shit. As many Chanel's. As many Gucci belts as I want. As many fucking Louis purses as I want. What happens if y'all get a divorce? What are you going to do then? Sit on your ass? Find another fucking husband, dude. Is that your fucking plan? You have to be independent, Zoe. Hair, makeup, esthetician, facials, vagina waxing, everything. That is all independence. I will get Well, I'm glad that. that you want to take care of someone else for your life. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Whatever, Zoe. Whatever. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke, just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God. I am not mad that you teenagers don't find me hot. I understand that this is not the desirable body type in your age group. But in my age group, I'm decent. And in your dad's age group, I'm a fucking 10, baby. going on everybody it is coach greg adams back in here in the morning with another youtube live stream this is a wake up show part of the free agent lifestyle podcast here on the free agent lifestyle channel welcome back in here let's get a round of applause for everybody being in here and shout out to the playback gang in here somebody asks this is going to be another three hour stream i'm going to try to keep it under two hours yes that's what we're going to do we're going to do that today <laughs> Anyway, grand opening, grand closing. So anyway, uh, today we got a great show, Dying to Look Good. Or as I would probably say, Dying to Look Young. This obsession with plastic surgery, in which I call the miracles of modern science. All right, the miracle of modern science, which basically some of these uh, people who are pursuing plastic surgery, they want to be Frankenstein. And, of course, I live in Orange County, California, the land of nuts and honey. And um, what it particularly happens here is you can't, you know, especially the older population of women, women in their late 30s, 40s, and 50s, you can't walk around town without looking at somebody going, these people look like, you're looking at her going, something ain't right. You know what I mean? Something, something just ain't right. You look at these people and you be like, I mean, and it's a variety of ways that they get some of these miracles of modern science. So on my program, we break it down psychologically about how people use makeup, how people use plastic surgery, how people use hair extension and all of these things to appear younger. That's basically what they're trying to do. But at the same time, when you're you want the real younger version and you want to head to the junior college, you're some sort of pervert. 
All right, but what they're doing, and I did a great stream breaking this down in which I use resources, evidence, information to show you that all of these things are an attempt to look younger. It is what it is and preserve their youth. Um, the, the hypocrisy in that is then if you're attracted to the real youthful thing, you're, there's something wrong with you. So it's a, it's a psychological tactic that they're using. It, it's a way to gaslight you because now if I like you all plastic surgeryed up and appearing younger, what does that make me? What does that make me? Why don't I just get the real thing? Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Yo, ain't nothing like the real thing. Oh, whoa. Ain't nothing like the real thing, baby. Huh. Ain't nothing like the real thing. Yes. <laughs> so shout out to the ladies, man. Listen, when I was in the fitness industry, I trained this young woman. I also did a little bit more than training her. But with that being said, she was 22 years. I think she was uh she was around 21 or 22 when I met her. All right. And um she was already addicted to plastic surgery. She had already had several plastic surgeries. Now her job was a um she worked at a office of a man. She was an assistant at an office. Um she's an esthetician. Okay. And she also was a massage therapist. All right. But she also was doing work with the guy who did plastic surgery, right? So that's why she could, you know, she's in the office and the guy's like, oh, you can work on these flanks. Oh, you can work on your tummy tuck. And she had these big ass breast implants. And um, she actually just recently had to take them out um, because they were causing her problems. But I met her somewhere recently after her breast implant. So I didn't really, you know, when I met her, I didn't know they that she had just got them done. But um, while I've been, and I know her still to this day, um, you know, we talk and communicate, but, um, but uh, uh, she's had several plastic surgeries, like right in that early part of me knowing her within that first two years, she had at least five, five surgeries, not, not major surgeries, but five procedures. So there is a addiction in our culture uh, that people are trying to use. You know, there's a lot of vanity in our culture and this isn't just exclusive to women. Men are doing this too. Um, they're dying to look young. You know, we had the steroid. I'm not a big believer that steroids cause death, use of steroids, but abuse does. All right. Abuse can, I would say. And what people don't understand is the long-term effects of those type of usages. Um, uh, your heart is a muscle. And sometimes if you use or abuse, abuse is the word that I want to use. If you abuse these things in an effort to look good or look young, what you're going to do is find out. 10, 15, 20 years down the line, your heart has expanded as well as your muscles, right? The heart is a muscle. So if your biceps are expanding and your triceps are expanding, you're also, your heart is potentially too, uh, to the point where it's going to overwork itself. And that little ticker is going to stop. All right. Mm. Shout out to Falcon Black. Oh. We're going to call you Carl. So uh, there is an obsession of people trying to stop time, uh, live the fountain of youth. But I think uh, on the women's side, they're literally dying. All right. So we're going to talk about some of these things here. And then we might we might very well get into uh, a Dr. John Deloney video, a Dr. John Deloney special. All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. Moose Hefner. Let's get the early contributors. Moose Hefner. Uh, the devil use uh, the devil now uses beauty and attention against women as forbidden fruit. He knows they're weak and attention is now a woman's God. And uh, yeah, man, boy, I tell you, I don't, there, there's no disputing that. 
Um, even some of these people, I'm going to show you some of these people that went and got surgeries. They had no business getting surgery. Like it wasn't going to improve anything. You're already probably on the ugly scale. I mean, and I'm just saying that because this is how we judge people. This isn't right to judge them. No, you you were ugly already. All right. So you weren't going to get any improvement, maybe a little bit more attention. And the attention wasn't going to be positive. I saw a woman yesterday in Target and um, she had she had I mean, she was a gordita, but she was, you know, I guess she could be on the curvaceous side. She wasn't sloppy, but she had a BBL. It looked ridiculous. Right. I would <laughs> I was like, why? Like, that? how do you sit on that thing? How do you sit on the toilet? But see, the attention she got, she got people to look. Men and women are like, we're looking. But it wasn't positive attention. And I'm sure on Instagram, once you put the Photoshop filter on there, I'm pretty sure you can make that look somewhat good. But she had on, you know, uh, what you would call yoga pants, or I don't know what they call them now, leggings. And um, it, it looked ridiculous, bro. I mean, I could not believe it. I was like, that is just, it's tacky. You know, if your butt is that big, it's going to be wide. You know what I mean? It's not going to be trying to try to sculpt and form it. Nobody has a butt like that. But people do these things. And I know if you live in Miami, same thing. And when I was in Miami, uh, you're around Miami, you're going to see ridiculous stuff like this. It's very hard to be in these towns and not see duck lips everywhere. You know, that extended ch uh, chin. Hold on for a second. I got to see on screen how I look here. Where they chin be looking like this. You know, them old ladies, especially if they white. They chin be looking like this, and you see all these lines right there. That means they done took all this up, and they chin be all <laughs> like, what the hell? They didn't got rid of their jowls, and then they walking around looking like Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, you know. You're looking at their neck like, what is going with, with your neck? And then they face all pulled back. They look at all surprised. Hi. You know, they we think, we think they're giving us the evil eye. We think they're giving us the evil eye. They just can't even look right. They'd be like, they done got all of these bags removed. They face all tight. You look at like, <laughs> shit. Like, what is wrong with them? But they think they look good, but they don't realize they look like Frankenstein. All right. Or Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> like, boy, oh boy. But attention is the devil. And uh, it is what it is. Shout out to Sam Fisher. Good morning, Coach. Coffee on me. Cheers. Thank you, man, for being here, bro. All right. Warhammer, another free agent live stream. Thank you, brother. And Harold L. says, remember, before she wakes up, uh, it's all cap. Before she wakes up, can I get directions to the dark side? Yes, indeed. Oh, I got money. Yes, we're on the dark side over here. It's all good. Head east. Or head south, all right? Head south better yet. But yeah, some of these people be looking like, uh, remember that dude, whoever got bit by the tiger in Las Vegas? Russell, what was the dude named? Siegfried and Roy? One of them just died, didn't they? I think the dude that got bit by the tiger died. Remember you be looking at Siegfried and Roy, Roy's uh, poster, they come out there, look at all this magic, you know what I mean? And they do all the magic tricks and they make the lion and the tiger do all this stuff without chairs and whips, all right? Uh, that didn't work out. However, you looking at the poster, looking at them like, you're like, something don't look right about these dudes. You staring at a Martin Luther Lee. You're like, wait a minute, hold up. The magic trick is what's on your face. All right. What does your face look like that? All right. That's the true magic of the world. 
even I think Elvis Presley, didn't he get plastic surgery at one point, man? <laughs> the obsession here is ridiculous. Let's get into the show before it gets too damn long. We're going to do a two-hour show. Speaking my mind, says Coach drinking his Sanka early in the morning. Sanka, wow. That's a throwback. That's a throwback. Sanka, not even, not even Folgers? Do people drink Folgers still in Sanka? <laughs> Jeez. No, that's only Starbucks. Because Folgers and Sanka, you can get a whole tin can for $5. I mean, a big tub back in the day. Now you can't get, uh, you'd be like, can I get a grande tall? They'd be like $18. Mm. All right, let's get into the show. Let's talk about these plastic surgery addicts. Uh, What is going on here? I got the wrong tab open. I'm about to show you my feet picture collection. Let's not do that. That was about to see what type of feet I like, but now let's get let's get on here. Let's get in here. Um, types of uh, plastic surgery. So here it is, right here. If you wanted to know, and I actually trained a plastic surgeon. Uh, he was a fam- he's somewhat of a famous plastic surgeon. I trained him, and I trained his son, and I knew their family. I was in their house, like like we were cool. All right, so I'm not trying to crap on the industry. But I do will tell you, man, they'll they'll some dudes are some dudes will take your money. Uh, I, I'm trying to warn you about this and about the medical profession. People will do stuff to you when you don't need it done. All right. Uh, list of procedures right here. Uh, first of all, most of these are for women. Breast implant so you can augment your breast. You can implant revision, reduce your breast. You can remove the breast. Uh, you can lift it. And you can fat transfer breast augmentation, all right? Fat reduction, you can liposuction, non-surgical fat reduction, uh, which is probably minimal invasion, and then liposuction assisted, which is laser, all right? You can go on with that little vacuum. Uh, Body lifts, you can arm lift, (laughs) body lift, mommy makeover, tummy tuck, tuck your tummy, abdominoplasty, you can body contour, buttocks enhancement and thigh lift. Somebody said, AKA Mr. Potato Head. Uh, uh, Face and neck. You can lift your brow. This is the one that gets everybody messed up, right? You be seeing a eyebrow like this. You're like, how is your eyes all the way up like that? So they doing the eyebrow lift. Um, You can cheek augmentation, which is a cheek implant. Uh, Ear surgery, guys. Ear surgery. Ear surgery. Hold up. <laughs> uh, facelift, neck lift, thread lift. I don't know what a thread is. Uh, buccal, buccal fat removal. That's a cheek. You remove the fat around your cheek. Oh, yeah, they're giving the people's eyebrow. Chin surgery. You can use your chin. So if you got a recessed chin or something like that. Uh, eyelid surgery. Facial implant. That sounds perverted. And then rhinoplasty, no surgery. Minimal invasion. You can do a, um, a, a Botox, Botox, dermabrasion, laser hair removal. Get rid of that chin, that mustache, and that beard. All right, that five o'clock shadow. Microdermabrasion, spider vein treatment, spider vein treatment, which is, I'm, I'm assuring, assuming on the eyelid, spider vein, I don't know. Chemical peel. Man, when white people do a chemical pill, they be looking busted for about a week. All right. But they got to do what they got to do. Uh, dermal, bre- dermal fillers, 
laser skin resurface, skin rejuvenation and resurfacing and tattoo removal. Oh, uh, yes, I, I saw somebody says Arab women be doing this also. Um, and so if you're in the United Kingdom, you do see a lot of Arab women doing this. Actually, and I, I we get this here as well. I, I bumped into a woman yesterday. Uh, she had her, um, I always forget what that, she had her head wrap on. And she was with her husband. And uh, her face was pretty much like she just had a nose surgery or something. She had something. Her, her face was torn up. All right. And she was in there. She was getting her eyebrows done. And the husband was mad. He brought her in. He brought her back in. And he was like, look, one eyebrow is different than the other. What was I doing? I was getting my massage. I was getting my Asian massage. All right. Um, tattoo removal. They left off one. They left off one. And I just was, oh, vagina reduce. Vagina rejuvenation therapy. Okay, vagina rejuvenation therapy. So they left that one off. For males, you got gynecomastia. So this is many times you got, these are what they call B-I-T-C-H-T-I-T-S, right? So you get um, a woman's boobs on your chest. Sometimes through excessive hormones, you use some steroids for like three weeks and you thought you was going to work out the rest of your life. And then you start taking steroids and you stop working out and then you stop taking the steroids and then you, your testosterone got converted to estrogen. And then you start growing a little bit of a mass around your nipple region. All right. So what that's what happens there with gynecomastia, uh, men, men in plastic surgery. All right. Hair transplant and restoration. So there are places people want to get their hair done. And then you have here, Oh, here it is right here. They didn't leave it off. Aesthetic genital plastic surgery. This is vagina rejuvenation. All right. Non-surgical aesthetic genetic uh, genital procedure. So you could also, um, you know, you take your bunghole and then you, you, you bleach it. All right. So it doesn't look like it doesn't look like it's very much darker than the other regions of your body. Holy moly, boy. Hold up. Hold up for a second. Jesus. Woo! This is crazy. But why are they doing all of this? You know what I mean? That's the question. Why are they doing all of this? Well, people are could be addicted to plastic surgery. As I told you, I was with someone that I know she had an addicted to plastic surgery because she was always doing this, worrying about her body. And to be fair, she was very curvaceous, almost plump. You know what I mean? Like she was on the verge. She could be, if she just gave up, she'd be plump quickly and so she always had to really she was worried about training worried about tummy tucks worried about breast implants and augment and lifts and she was always doing something liposuction in the back of her hip cellulite she was always doing something so uh, people can be addicted to plastic surgery plastic surgery addiction is a behavior disorder we were talking about therapy yesterday which causes the person to want to con constantly change their appearance by undergoing plastic surgery this order this disorder may cause someone to spend thousands of dollars on multiple operations, all of which may ultimately make them happier or may not make them happier. I'm not happy. <laughs> so this is the insecurity that is going to plague you if you're in a relationship with them because they're going to be very picky about what they do, what they wear, how they look. It's going to be crazy. But what are the risks of plastic surgeries? This is what we're going to talk about. They typically uh, intend on enhancing themselves and improving certain features of their body. Therefore, the purpose of plastic surgery is to make someone feel more attractive and confident, which it does the opposite. It makes It's going to make them insecure because they're walking around looking like, 
homie the clown. I mean, I mean, they know that. They they know that inherently. So when people look at them, they they are not gonna think it's for attraction unless it's on social media. On social media, they'll be overly confident. But when they go to a, a dinner and they're looking all crazy, face all pulled back, you know what I'm saying? You know, they got that little um, they got the little uh area where they covered up the little area right here where they pulled they skin back, especially with older ones. People, these people know they're getting looked at for looking bizarre. Uh, in metal, in a medical sense, most plastic surgery is not necessary. In a medical sense, most plastic surgery is not necessary. Although there are medical benefits to some procedures, such as rhinoplasty and cleft palate repair, plastic surgery should always be a free choice. I don't know what that means, but their decision. Aside from the risks that accompany many medical operations, there is nothing inherently wrong with plastic surgery as long as the surgeon is competent and the patient has realistic expectations. That's where you're going to get it messed up because she's going to think she's going to come out looking like a brand new car and she comes out looking like uh, a Ford Escort or a Ford, yeah, a Ford, whatever the low-level Ford is with rims on it, all right? It's not going to look like what she anticipates when she gets it. I Trust me. She's going to think she's going to look like a miracle once the plastic surgery is done. And it's going to look less than, especially with all the bruising and all of that stuff. It's going to take a while to figure out what, where everything settles. And she's not going to be happy. She's not going to be happy. I'm not happy. Ford Focus. Yeah, Ford Focus. Fiesta. A Pinto. All right. So here are the uh, um, multiple occasions unintended consequences could happen to plastic surgeries. Blood clot, scarring, bruising, swelling. I'm going to show you pictures later. I'm going to show you pictures, so I'm going to have to put up the banner right now. Viewer discretion is advised you choosing to watch this content. You clicked on my face. You were warned. Do not complain to me that I showed you something that you didn't want to see. I warned you. I'm going to show you photos in a minute. All right. Blood clot, scarring, bruising, swelling, collapsed muscles. Wow. Excessive bleeding. Oh, nerve damage, tissue damage, infections, including pneumonia, anesthesia, risks, shock, respiratory failure, allergies, and cardiac arrest. All right, and so they're talking about body dysmorphia, which I think a lot of people have, so that's not a big deal. And um, this is what people are doing. They're dying to look good. They're dying to look young. And I'm also saying, some of these people, you, I don't get what the surgery was going to do. You weren't that attractive to begin with. All right, so that might be problem number one. And I'm going to prove that here with this story. Indianapolis mom, shout out to Indianapolis I never, oh, what the hell's going on there? All right, now they got me. All right, Indianapolis mom or mother dies after getting Brazilian butt lift and tummy tuck in the Dominican Republic. Shout out to Naptown, a place I don't bag on enough, all right? So a lot of people, especially sisters, uh, a lot of doctors are praying. A, a lot of doctors are praying on women in the hoods to run down to the Dominican, since our the features of Dominican women could be similar to African American women. So they want to run down to Mexico, Dominican Republic, and such. All right, Brazil to get these butt lifts. Now, if you take a look at this person here, um, she definitely has a photo with the excessive filter all over it, and she's made up, and she has her Jada Pinkett. Uh, what kind of braids are these called? Box braids? These, this is not her real hair. All right. Um, but um, on a scale of she's average, all right, maybe below average once I start reading about if she has a, uh, her age, she's obviously a mother. And her name is Shakari. 
Shikari or Shikare, and she has a twin sister, Sheree or Sheree. I'm not sure. She's a mother of two, et cetera, et cetera. Let's hear her story of how she done went down there and got botched plastic surgery and died. All right, so we're going to go down here. Hey, I thought I had the, I had the story queued up here. What's, what's going on here? All right. Now we have to do it like this. All right, so here we go. We don't want to hear all that. Paul Chiodo have been working this week to try to find out what went wrong in the Dominican Republic. With a heavy heart, Sheree Terry reflects on the life of her twin sister. And she went to go get her body done in a DR. Sister? Sister? Oh, it is a growing I messed up. WRTV's Adam Shumes and photojournalist Paul Chiodo have been working this week to try to find out what went wrong in the Dominican Republic. With a heavy heart, Sheree Terry reflects on the life of her twin sister. And she went to go get her body done in a DR. And she never never made it. That sound like a no. <laughs> that sound like one of your homeboys. When you went back. Shikari Terry was a mother to a two-year-old and the proud owner of the Mini Blessings in Paradise Daycare. Now, I'm I'm just going to say, she does not look attractive right now. So I don't know what she was looking to accomplish. I mean, there, she was going, like, what was she going to improve there? I'm not saying she's ugly, but I'm not saying she was, what was she going to do? Was she going to miracle level? What was her butt going to do? Her butt? Her, her butt is not going to get you any better than, I mean, your fa I mean. On the city's east side before going to the Dominican Republic. Somebody said, I wonder if the doctor had malpractice insurance. He's in the Dominican Republic. Probably not. Nope. And me and my sister had a type of relationship where we could get it. <sighs> this is the twin sister. This is the twin sister. So we're going to assume that the other woman looks just like her. Not only that, this woman also went down there to get the same procedure done to her. Now, this is what I'm talking about. This is where people have to get a little re realistic. Okay, what are you looking to accomplish? I mean, can we work on the upper? Can we work on the face first? Like, what are we doing? It's <laughs> one minute. And then right after that, we'll be back friends and talk. And so I knew someone, right? I felt it in my heart. And I've been just trying to get help. This wasn't Shikari's first surgery this year. She posted on her Facebook back in February that she got surgery. Her family says it was a gastric sleeve surgery that she got in Mexico. So people are going down to Mexico because it's cheaper. And to be fair, I know a doctor that lives in the United States. Um, and he lives in Southern California and he, his office is in Mexico. So he flies, he flies down to Mexico and does the surgeries and he's down there part-time. And, and then he comes to United States part-time as dual citizen and, uh, people fly there and he puts them up. He treats them very well when they go down there. So it doesn't mean that the doctors in Mexico or, or lives in the Dominican, the, the doctor might live in Miami. But it's so competitive in, uh, and to work in Miami uh, that they have to charge higher prices in Miami or in Los Angeles that they can go to Mexico and use the same facility, same procedures and tra charge cheaper. Just a few months later, on April 11th, her family says Shikari went with her friend Carlisha Williams to the Dominican Republic. 
So she definitely was healthy. Everything went wrong. It happened there. They both had surgery for a Brazilian butt lift and a tummy tuck. They say the surgery was performed by Dr. Jose Desenia, seen here before the surgery. I don't know. Is this the other woman? She got some big breasts. But um, this is the doctor right here, Jose. Shout out to Dr. Jose. I'm going to need to see your license, brother. But after she called me Thursday night, she just went right. The second day into recovery, which was Friday, um, the 15th, uh, Shakori was, I was, you know, moving around a lot more. And Shakori, I was still in. Is it Shakori or Shakari? Pain, but I was moving around. Shakori wasn't really. Now, this woman got, she got the same surgery. I'm just saying, man, like, what difference did it make? All right, I'll continue. Moving around, she wasn't doing nothing. She would lay in bed. I would go in there and try to get her out the bed, try to get her to come downstairs and eat with me. And she just wasn't responding well. Carlisha says Shikari was moved from their recovery house and admitted to a clinic in Santiago. Yeah, she don't look like she's doing too well. All right, at all. When we go in there and I see Shikori, I almost fell out. Like, literally, like, she was on all these machines. She was unresponsive. And she wasn't talking, wasn't alert, eyes closed. She's unresponsive. Carlisha Williams was told that Shikari was okay. Her kidneys were doing well and her body needed rest. Carlisha says Dr. Desenia said she was only sedated. So I'm like, so if you unhook that, you know, she'll be able to breathe and stuff like that on her. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, she's perfectly fine. Like, you know, her body just needs rest. Carlisha says she went back to see Shikari the next day and a different doctor was there. According to Carlisha, that doctor told her Shikari was having a hard time breathing on her own. But 20 minutes later, she says Dr. Desenia came in and told her Shikari was getting better and just needed dialysis. I reach out to the mother and, dialysis. you know, I'm telling them what's going on, but I'm trying not to scare them. But at this point, I want to scream, like, get down here, like, you know. When Shikari's mom arrived about a week after the surgery, Carlisha says the doctors continue to say that Shikari just needed rest. Uh, never mind. And they were told to leave. Carly I was going to say something, but I don't disrespect the dead. Yeah, di dialysis. We already in kidney failure, bro. That fast. Whoosh. Alicia was set to come back to Indiana the next day. Her mother's talking to her. Her mother, uh, basically, she tells me, like, Carlisha, I don't believe my daughter is alive. She was like, I know my daughter isn't alive. Why won't they tell me? By the time she got to Indiana, Carlisha said that she was notified that Shikari had passed away. So she was like, Carlisha, I went back to uh, my room. She was like, I was probably there for about an hour. She was like, they called me and told me Shikari heart stopped just that quick. I said, huh? She Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that fire alert? What do you call them? Did y'all hear that smoke alarm? I know y'all heard that. You know, that is the telltale sign of the strong and independent woman. All right. That is the telltale. There's no bigger tale of a strong and independent woman. It's at a Chanel table, too. And they live in Indianapolis. I heard that fire alarm, smoke detector. Hold up. Let's go back. Alicia, I went back to uh, my room. She was like, I was probably there for about an hour. She was like, they called me and told me Shakori heart stopped just that quick. I said, huh? you hear it? There it she is. Said, she doing a damn interview on the TV, and that thing just a chirping. Chirp. Chirp. And, and so they don't even hear it after a while. They're just like, what? That's normal. Chirp. Dude, if my fire alarm chirped one damn time, I would be, I would lose sleep. I would get up immediately. Oh, hell no. Does my, does my fire alarm chirp? Do I not notice it?
I'm doing my streams. What's going on? Chirp. It's Coach Greg Adams back in here with another chirp. YouTube live stream. Chirp. <laughs> as soon as she went in, she said her daughter was. And who is this behind her, bro? Who is this behind this man? No daddy. Oh, my goodness. Already in a body bag that quick. Sheree and Carlisha say they just want answers. I reached out to the State Department. They said they can confirm the death of a U.S. citizen in the Dominican Republic, and they're providing all appropriate assistance to the family. We're going to keep fighting. We will not stop at all. Shakori was a very important person. Working for you, Adam Shumes. Okay. I mean, very unfortunate. Is there more to this video? Oh. Indianapolis, and we do want to pass along the public is welcome to attend. WRTV reached out to a doctor who specializes in plastic and reconstructive surgeries for Eskenazi, Methodist, and IU Health. He said traveling overseas for plastic surgery is a growing trend. Dr. Ivan Haddad said since last... What's going on with this brother's hair, bruh? That is not real. <laughs> mm. <laughs> bruh, look at this brother's hair. Is this a brother? What is, what is this, bruh? What is going on with his hair? Okay, let's continue. He got a damn relaxer. That is not his hair. Summer, he has seen at least one page. And they're like, why y'all shaming him, bro? He, 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 you ain't got no hair? Exactly. I'm real around here. Bro. I don't have no vanity issues. I'm real in the field, and I still get it done around here a week at his practice at Eskenazi, who had previously left the country for plastic surgery. He said some had complications from those overseas surgeries and some did not. He got his pink moisturizer up in that bad boy. I would say it's like 50-50 in that uh, 50 -50. there's a number of patients that, you know, um, had the operation that they wanted and uh, had a adequate result. Um, but then, yeah, it's basically a coin flip where the others, um, yeah, had, you know, have some complications, some that are, you know, uh, expected, some that are not, or the result wasn't what they expected. There it is right there. The result wasn't what they expected. Dr. Hidan said fairly often he sees patients that have traveled to another country for surgery. So before you get any kind of procedure here in Indiana, you can look up a doctor and check out their qualifications, disciplinary history, and any claims of malpractice. Just go to the state's website, in.gov, and find the Medical Licensing Board of Indiana section. Once you are there, scroll down to the consumer patient information. Now, I'm going to tell you what's wrong with this I, I know what they're trying to do i'm gonna go full screen on this and tell you because i know a plastic surgeon that is well respected but it, but if you look him up he's gonna have things that you know he's gonna have negative marks and i'm gonna tell you why is because you're dealing with addicts you're dealing with people who have mental issues so what happens is like they said previously hey um these people come in and they they get the surgery and they don't get the look they intended and those people are the ones who they lash out. They file lawsuits against you. They harass you. They they um they go onto every board and uh, say that you're a fraud. And this is what happens to your business. You're dealing with mental health patients that need some probably some mental health or they have some sort of addiction. They're they're an addict and they need that type of help, not plastic surgery. So the people who are most vo vocal are the people who are messed up and they will mess your name up. 
they were a mess your name of good doctors, but bad addicts. Yeah, they have bad clients. And this is the doctor's fault. So the doctor in his chase for money, his or her chase for money, will do surgeries on people who have no business getting surgeries. And then it comes back to bite them in the ass. This is why when I tell you when I was in the business and I had my clients, I started to, as I got better and better business, I start to choose my clients carefully. So when a person came in with unrealistic expectations, hey, I want to lose 90 pounds in five days because I could see on the Internet people were doing that and promising that. And I say, I don't want you as a client. Nope, I can't do that. I'll pass you on. But doctors, people in medical, especially if they're doing insurance, mental health field, they'll take you on because they can use you for your money. And they'll be like, OK, this is a sucker. I can get three years of uh, treatment. Again, cure and treatment are two different things. As I told you, some things are not a cure and people got their panties in a bunch. No, it's just a treatment. It's not a cure. Cure and treatment aren't the same. So they're treating you, which is okay, but they're not curing you. And you're going there for a cure. You're not going there for treatment, right? You're going to get cured. These people are going to get cured and they're giving them treatment. So this is how you get effed up as a, uh, as a, a doctor or anything like that. Uh, XL Pro Services says they do it on themselves, though, the doctors. So you deserve what you get. Uh, XL Pro Services on the Cash App says Mrs. Potato Head. All right. Mrs. Pa Potato Head. AB said, AC said you can't cure ugly. And this is the thing about that. All right. Uh, I'm going to do a couple more super chats. Uh, let's see here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, speaking my mind, I got you, Simon Small. Thank you for being here. Elijah Bryant, y'all bet not shame me uh, when I get a salami implant. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Hey, you do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. But women, the, I find that women do shame men for doing anything that is similar to what they are doing. So uh, you guys got to know the psychology of that. If you're a competitor to her, she will shame you. Like, say, for instance, you have more hair product in there or she jumps into your shower. She goes into your bathroom and you got moisturizer, cream, uh, conditioner, shampoo, and, and it's expensive. You got everything um, other than a bar of soap. They're going to dish you. You got all this damn thing. You know what I mean? They're going to dish you. Oh, once you got all this facial cream and moisturizer, you're so vain. Well, it's projection, right? They're, they're, they're describing them. Uh, let's say you take selfies. You take selfies. Men shouldn't take selfies. Why? Because that's their department. Why can't men take why can't men take selfies? Right. But not saying that it's a good thing, but I'm saying they're the king or they are the queens of selfies. But when you go in their department, you go in their backyard, they're not going to like it. Oh, I mean, he took a selfie. You see what I mean? It's the same thing. You got moisturizer cream. It's the same thing. Um, uh, shirtless pictures. They're taking damn near shirtless pictures. Damn all the time. All right. Cleavage down. All right. But you take a shirtless picture. Oh, uh, they got pictures of them standing there, hiking their leg up, putting their butt out. You do something similar, all right? Can't do it. Not they're like, nah, nah, nah. That ain't that ain't manly, or that ain't that ain't what you need to be doing. So whatever you're doing that's competing with them, they ain't gonna like it. You're prancing and preening around with atten for attention. Nah, 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 nah. He says, I, I can't believe he would do that. So if you're competing with them on the vanity department, they're immediately gonna say, ah, nah, we don't like that. Um, there was another example I was going to give on that one, but I forgot. Uh, what was I doing here? Oh, super chats. Oh, same thing with uh, hair procedure. You get a hair extension, hair ex procedure. You have fake hair, right? Or you get your lineup or you get a fake, you know, because men are doing these things. 
Uh, you do any medical procedure to, oh, what, you got calf implants? Girl, you didn't implanted everything on your body or you thought about it. Yeah, I got calf. No, I'm not saying you should be do those things, but I'm just saying once you venture into their territory of vanity or anything where you're seeking attention, they're going to squash it and they're going to shame you for it. All right. You wearing high heels, you if you're short and you wear some size, a lifted shoe, they would go crazy on you. What is this? And they literally wear lifted shoes and then they will change their height based on their lifted shoes. Mm. Listen, this is all uh, behavior and I'm uh, describing people. I'm not hating on you. I'm just describing the craziness of our world that we have to live in. And sometimes it's clown world. It's clown world. You wear an elevated shoe. Now, listen, women wear elevated shoes all the time. Matter of fact, they make it about that. They, they have an obsession with elevated shoes. And so she's 5'6", but in her elevated shoes, she's 5'10". Her height is 5'10". And she'll say that. Well, I'm 5'6", but when I wear heels, what, how, much to, how, how much do you wear heels every day? Every other day? Twice a month? Twice a week? Why do I need to know your heel size? <laughs> but to them, that's a legitimate marker of height in their elevated shoes. It's 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 maddening, but it is what it is what it is. Where are we at here? Robert P. Elliott. Coach, why would you say, wait, what would you say to a man in a long-term relationship less than five years looking to get into his 40 plus? Uh yet, wait, looking to get his 40 plus year old girlfriend breast implants. And rounds of Botox. Oh, what would I, what I, okay, I'll read it again. What would I say to a man in a long-term relationship that's less than five years looking to get his 40-plus-year-old, it should say, girlfriend, blessed implants, and rounds of Botox? Like, why? Okay, so this is called, this is called um, improving or raising a woman's sexual marketplace value inadvertently. So I don't know, it, do you think it's going to be, be a benefit to you or her? Like, if you're looking at her and you're tired of her saggy waggies and you're like hey let's improve these saggy titties right um and i'll have more fun with them a lot of husbands will do that oh yeah get bigger boobs and i'll have fun with them but you don't realize you're gonna have less fun with them and she's gonna have potentially more fun give more fun to other men and other women i mean she's gonna have all kind of gay men and women feeling on her and then she's going to go out and want to show them off. I mean, she's not going to get breast implants and not show them off. So she's going to want to show them off to the world and get some new attention. She's going to want to get more clothing. So if you pay for breast augmentation, just know you're paying for new clothes. Just add a clothing bill on that because whatever she was wearing before she got the breast implants is going to be, you're going to have to replace her wardrobe. Okay. She's going to be buying new bras. She's going to be buying, buying new uh, shirts, uh, new clothes. If you buy a new shirt, you got to buy new pants. Buy shirts and pants, uh, 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 heels and all that. It's going to be ridiculous. So why would you inadvertently raise her marketplace value only for another man to enjoy it? Okay, if she wants to do that, let her pay for it on her own dime. I would not pay for it as a man because you're going to, she's going to, somebody else is going to be enjoying whatever those results are. You're not. Yeah, you gonna why pay for that? Ed says, Pootie Tang ninjas will holler at anything. <laughs> they do. Them Pootie Tang ninjas. All right. Just want to get just a lobby wet. And it's normally for free. Y'all waste time just waiting for people. This is like we used to do in college. We used to wait 
uh, by the library and just talking chill. And all the girls, you know, look at that. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's up, girl? You know, just talking at anything. All right. And then when I, somebody ain't looking and the Oompa Loompa or the whale come by, all right, uh, we'll holler at them. Or oh, the homies ain't around. But when the homies around, man, I don't want her, man. Nah, man, nah. Then I catch you with Freddie Jackson. Shout out to Stony Montana. If she got bunions on her toes, she got to go. Feet gang gang. That's another surgery. Bunion surgery. Bunion surgery. The results don't do too well. Bunion surgery is not for aesthetics. It's for uh, pressure relief, right? So bunions can be quite painful. And um, um, it could be, you know, because there's nerves down there. And that's what you want to fix. But uh, the surgery most of the time doesn't look very good. Speaking my mind, she looks and sounds like Marge Simpson's sister. She did. <laughs> she does. All right. Where are we at? Um, uh, Ed says, give up the ghost. Uh, capital S-O-F, capital T. He says, vainglorious, protected by the red, the black, and the green, sissies. Shout out to product of Cook County, and shout out to X-Clan. RIP to her, but imagine if she actually walked out, uh, worked out for a booty, she would still be here. Uh, This is the problem in our society. For real, man. I mean, listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a professional, but we literally have bad habits. And then we think our, uh, we want quick fixes to things. Like we don't sleep properly. We don't eat properly. We don't exercise properly. We don't nourish our mind. We don't read. We are constantly scrolling on the internet. Either a dating app or a social media site. We're not edifying ourselves spiritually. But then we have mental health problems. What's wrong with me? Damn, I mean, where do I start? You're you can't you can't do math or read, and I can't do neither one of those. <laughs> um, you don't mature, you don't get good sleep, you're tired and fatigued, and then you don't eat breakfast. You ever notice the people who have most of these issues? They literally they literally can't go to sleep before eleven thirty. They barely can wake up before 8 a.m. They're 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 out they're out of their mind. Then you tell them to eat some breakfast. They don't eat breakfast. They don't eat ish until 12, 1, 2 o'clock in this fast food. I mean, <laughs> what's wrong with me? No, you stress the hell out. You're sleepy. You're hungry. Let's start there. And you ain't ran a lap in 15, 20 years. Okay, you ain't did a push-up, a lap, a plank. You out of breath after you walking up the stairs. And so then people are trying to find solutions. Why am I bet? Why am I belly saggy? Why are my breasts saggy? Look, eat, sleep, get and get some peace leave, by the way. Get some peace leave. Repeat. Get some, get some food, get some sleep, get some exercise, and stop smoking black miles, Newport cigarettes, vapes. These people who have problems got all they always attach to something like that. Have you noticed that? Have, when was the last time you say, man, you know, I got my runners high. You know, I've been working out. You know, I got my abdominals. I've been eating good. I've been eating on kale and spinach. I sleep good. 930. I'm good. I wake up and rise with the sun at 536 in the morning. When was the last time these people said, man, something wrong with me? Never. Mm. Rarely ever. 
I've been getting some peace leave. I had three girls this week. I got money in my bank account. But no, those people rarely ever have problems. Not saying that they don't. They rarely have, rarely ever have problems. It's the people who are broke, bad habits, addic addicted to something, uh, broke. Did I say broke again? Broke, barely got a job. And then they think they got a problem. The problem is you. <laughs> and that's you. You're, you don't have discipline. That's where you, can we start there? You don't eat right. You don't exercise. Come on, stop. You smoking on every damn thing. You broke. I mean, <laughs> they drinking wine every night. Oh, well, says if you drink a glass of wine every night, it'll cure cancer. They full of excuses. I mean, man, almighty. They're the main ones. Let me do this. Uh, how many more I got? It says, uh, coach wasn't lying. Sister, sisters look like their dad. Oh, my good. The sister, sister looked like her. They did. She looked like the daddy. And I'm sure the daddy wasn't around. Why her doctor looked like Stereo Shaheem? He did. Stereo Shaheem. Ed says CGA just talked about how past generations set their children up for an inheritance or of struggle instead of inheritance of blue chips. And why did they have a lawn chair in the living room? I missed that. I missed the lawn chair in the living room. Hi, yi, yi. All right. Uh, Damien Madrigal. Madrigal. He says, Coach, what are your thoughts on height lengthening, height lengthening surgery? I'm assuming you mean for men. Um, I think it could be painful. I wouldn't want to do it. I would probably just try to find a way to be comfortable being short, unless you're just like really, really short. But I don't think they can lengthen it more than an inch or two. I could be wrong. I've never looked into it. I think I've heard stories about it. But you're talking about an inch or two. Let's just say this. And the thing that you're trying to accomplish is an inch or two going to make the difference. So if you're five, six, does five, eight, is that going to make you happy? You're, you're five, eight now. Um, if you're five, two, you go to five, four, is that going to make a difference significantly? You might feel better for a bit, but then somebody's going to still call you short. If you're five, 11 and you go to six, one, maybe that makes a difference. I don't know. Maybe that makes a difference. Right. I think it's how you work it. <laughs> it's kind of like salami pause. It's how you work it. I work height. I work, I work height or like a height pretty well. Like I'm overly confident <laughs> about myself, but that's because I'm not ugly, you know. Mm. Now, if you're short, skinny, and ugly, I mean. <laughs> but I eat well. I'm naturally, like I'm a mesomorph physically. Like I have no problem getting muscular. Like if people are like, you should work out, you be a beast. I was like, dude, when I work out, I get too big for my frame gets too big for my head. All right. Then I have no neck. I'll be like this walking around. <laughs> so I have to always be like, I can't work out too much because my body piles on muscle like crazy. All right. We're, we're very little work. I can do nothing. And in two weeks, I can work out four days a week for two weeks. And then I'll be like, <laughs> people are like you good you get too damn big all right so um you just gotta work it right you gotta work it you know get them start you know it's gotta it's gotta start eating right get your mind right i think this is all mental two inches two inches is that gonna make the difference you're five five you go to five seven 
it ain't gonna work. It, that I don't. I swear, you're not going to get. You're not going to get better results. You're not gonna feel better. And then somebody's gonna call you short at five seven after you spent thousand dollars to yourself and go through pain, and then you're still pissed. All right. Um. Let's get back to the show. I gotta get back to the show because let's talk about this damn. <laughs> let's talk about this. All right, so we talked about the negative effects of plastic surgery. We talked about the Indianapolis woman right there. All right, uh, they have a whole plastic surgery called botched. I actually live near this individual right here. I see him all the time in Newport. Um, and he's on the show. He was the house husband of a housewife. I used to see her all the time too. Um, take a look at this. Uh, these are the botched transformations here. I can't show you the rest of these pictures, but you can go on the site and see it. So these are people who got some sort of plastic surgery and then they fix it. Uh, if you can look here from here, all right, obviously what they do is, let's just talk about this. They actually make them look drawn, less makeup, and they pull their hair back. And then the after photo, they full makeup and full hair production. So you see, this is all deception, by the way, all right, to get you to think. And then they, she's not smiling here. She's smiling here. All right, so this is the before picture, after picture um, thing that they try to get you. Now, if you scroll down right here, all right, there's not much difference. All right, for men, there's not much difference. There's not much difference, bro. I mean, look, I could see slight differences, but there's not much difference. She probably did a couple of push-ups before she took this photo. And between here, there is a there is a definite difference around the belly button area. They did fix that up, but um, she's just slightly thinner, slightly thinner. All right, but her body's type is what it is, man. But I think she probably wants a miracle. She felt good after this. But I tell you, after two donuts, she probably went back to this. And this is the problem with plastic surgery and even lap band surgery is that if you get the surgery, you're going to look good for about two months. And then your habits are going to get you right back to where you were because you don't fix the habits. All right. You start eating what you were eating. You start chilling. You start showing off, showing off and go, going to go to restaurants and dating. And you're going to be right back. Um, Brazilian butt lift have one of the highest mortality rates of any cosmetic surgery. Here's why it's risky. Um, here's articles here. I mean, of people getting butt lifts. Butts are in, by the way. Uh, butts have been in in the community for a long time. But uh, now it's a standard. Kim Kardashian, I believe, is the one that changed that. Sir makes a lot tried to, but it still didn't catch on. Um, it, it caught on now because I think Kim Kardashian, once Kim Kardashian start getting the surgeries or alleged surgeries and photoshopping her photos allegedly then it became the norm as you can see in this clip for the rest of society big butts weren't a thing this woman has the most perfect behind in america i feel very flattered that anyone would say that i have a perfect butt jean designers say natasha wagner's bottom is not too big it's not too small it's just perfect Natasha's curves are in all the right places. The 34-year-old from Los Angeles is a size 6, has a 28-inch waist, and stands 5 feet 8 inches tall. Mile-long legs. She's thin but curvy at the same time. And her hip-to-waist ratio is perfectly proportioned. Natasha says it's not easy to stay the same size and shape. My job is to go in try on jeans and stay the same size to achieve her perfect derriere she sweats through 100 squats a day she also spends 45 minutes on the train
Somebody said mile long legs, mile long. Hey man, <laughs> that is one flat back. I'm gonna tell you right there, and I like them flat backed it, but she's a little too flat backed it for me, man. That's a little bit too flat backed it. All right, I like the flat backs, but that don't even look right. You know what I mean? That looked painful. That looked painful. She all right. She all right. They talking about perfect butt? No, 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 no. Now that's a stretch. All right, that's a stretch. She was good, but yeah, man. Anyway, Brazilian butt list right here. In fact, a 2019 global survey found that since 2015, there have been a whopping 77% increase in the number of buttocks lifts performed. And one of the, these types of lifts is the infamous Brazilian butt lifts. However, if you're considering getting a BBL, it's important to be aware of the risks associated with the surgery. Now, we're going to go through a quick list of those risks. What up? What does the BBL cost? The national average Cost of a BBL is $6,500. Um, I'm going to tell you, most of these people don't have that. This is why they are going to the Dominican Republic um, and Mexico to get them done. I'm sure they can probably cut this down to a third of the cost, but they're paying the price for doing that. Brazilian butt lift deaths on the rise despite, despite efforts, efforts to probably curve them. 33-year-old woman died. From a BBL, she's the seventh patient to get the procedure from the same doctor that day. What? The complaint against Dr. John Argyle Gilmore Sampson started operating, wait, started operating patients at 632 on June 16th um, and began his procedure at 831 p.m. What? He had done six surgeries before. Oh, okay, so I get it. Okay, so he had, he had done six surgeries before. She was the seventh. Wow. Okay, I get it. I thought they were all dead. All right, that would have been crazy. That would have been crazy. Okay. And he says, uh, since the lockdowns were lifted, there's been a spike in the number of patients going under the knife. Uh, so we really need to study the long-term effects of people who have been under lockdown orders. Many people haven't come out very well. Uh, for about five or six months, we were on lockdown, and there were all these cases that were pre-booked. And then when they came out, these plastic surgeries had a backlog and they were doing seven or eight cases a day. Yikes. And these are the deaths of the BBL. Is this the BBL deaths? This is a chart. Okay. And so there's been a spike, obviously, after the pandemic. Uh, what is going to happen? Oh, viewer discretion is advised. Somebody says I was left with burns and rotting flesh after botched butt and boob job. You got butt and boob done at the same time. Give yourself an L in life. See, the race to try to impress high-quality men, or as uh, Kevin Samuels has um, called it, or actually not called it, he has um, put into the lexicon, high-value men is actually doing this, okay? The race for attention and the race for the higher-status men is creating this, and oftentimes these are very young women. So viewer discretion is advised. We're going to show you some pictures um, that were put on the New York Post. They could be, you know, if you're eating right now, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be looking at the photos. So let's scroll down. Uh, this is the result here. Um, this person has lumpy. She's lumpy and she has scars and whatnot. This was her before. See, this is now the problem. This is her. And this woman went to get surgery. Is she in Miami? She's in LA. So yes, 40, 40 LA. And she Went to Tijuana. She went to Tijuana to get. 
And shout out to all the people in America that says Tijuana. She went to Tijuana. And she paid $6,400 for three procedures. The beautician had a BBL, liposuction, and a boob job all in the same day in order to complete her body transformation. This is her. Why would she do this? She looked good being a little flat-backed. I'll take her right here. Looked her up and down, said, hmm, I'll take her. She probably nut, though. Uh, we're we're, we're going to show you pictures now. Um, right here, this is going to be under her breast. You see the scarring here. She really did herself a disservice. This is the contouring area around the waist. Um, oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Uh, so this is her. This is her. Like, what's the big deal? This is obviously filtered. And, oh, be careful. Don't look. So I said, she don't want you, coach. She want a ball player. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's the thing. So they're trying to get the, do their best to get millionaire Ben. All right, so, uh, oh, 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 my gosh. She, she looked dead right here. Oh, Jesus. So this is her right here. Yes, you're right. She don't want me. She wants a ball player. Absolutely. Um, This is her all tightened up. She's a little bit of a mess. This is what happens. I've seen women wandering around and looking like this. She got all chopped up. That's her midsection. Oh. And then she's probably in this hyperbaric oxygen chamber. Um, after the surgery to help with the repair. Oh my God. Dying to look good. Dying to look good. All right. So um, uh, Terry DeBrow says back away from Brazilian butt lifts. All right. They could kill you. Back away. Dr. Uh, Terry DeBrow says folks who want a bigger butt need to work their ass off in the gym instead of opting for popular surgery uh, procedures, surgical procedures that actually have a good chance of killing you. Here you go. A lot of white girls are getting into this game. Even Madonna got a BBL. Even Madonna got a BBL. Y'all see Madonna's BBL? Madonna BBL. I mean, this is how crazy it's getting. Madonna's in her 70s, bro. Uh, here it is right now. She just broke up with her 28-year-old boyfriend. This is Madonna's BBL right there. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we are in clown world. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, do what you want. Look at this, bro. I mean, you cannot put. I know people are saying I'm body shaming right now. The woke people in here. Like, are, is this is this ridiculous or not? Look, do what you want to do. But if you get called out for it, you get called out for it. Uh, this is what happens. Your butt start rotting. Not, not everybody's. Not everybody's. But uh, let me tell you something. Like I said, the girl that I know that I know is a plastic surgery addict. Uh, many times that I would be with her in the bedroom, she would be, come back from her surgical procedure and she'd be all messed up, bruised and scars and cuts. And her, her stomach looked like that woman. It looked dead. You know what I mean? Like what dead flesh probably looks like. I don't know. I've never seen dead flesh, but it looked like it was like healing and wounded. That would often happen. She would come out. Oh, she's like, oh, I can't. Do, oh, don't lay on my boobs. I just got to don't lay on my stomach. Uh, can you? And this is why I don't like boob implants, because the women that I've been with, they oftentimes, especially if they're excessively big, they oftentimes you can't play with them. They'll be like, oh, you're, you're you know, if you're on top of them in submission, they'll be like, oh, you're squeezing me too hard. Oh, I just, oh. it's uncomfortable to them. If they get the small ones, it's okay. But if they get them ones that big, they're always, oh, you're pushing my implant. 
you're like, oh my God, this ain't even fun. <laughs> it's not even fun. So I'm always like, oh, the implant thing is is not my thing. All right. Um, here's another one. Here's another one. 23-year-old woman ends up with a cone bum after botched butt lift surgery in Turkey and has to wear jeans three size bigger. Now, this story is ridiculous. I'm going to tell you why you have to wear jeans three size bigger. It's very apparent. I mean, come on. But why did you go for any butt surgery? I'm very much confused. Again, when I charge the medical in industry, what I charge them with, and I don't care what medical industry you're in, that includes mental health. These people will take you on and take your money. They're going to take your money, bro. Somebody should have told her, ma'am, you in the wrong business right now. Go home. <laughs> go home and go hire a nutritionist. Go home and go hire a personal trainer and be with them for five. Let them take your money. But I'm not going to take your money. But no. They said, you're going to pay 6500 bucks. Go ahead. We'll take it. Why? Somebody tell me why. It doesn't make sense. All right. She. <laughs> Here it is. The salon owner initially forked over 5,000 pounds for a procedure, plus a breast uplift and augmentation. But has since returned twice due to shocking results. She's from Wales. Shannon from Wales. Boy, you know, these writers know what they're doing. And then you get mad at me for calling it out. Shannon from Wales pleaded with her surgery to remove the excessive fat or the excess fat from her behind, but woke up to find she had undergone another BBL surgery. She now, wait, immense, it should say she now. It says she know. She now has to wear size 18 trousers. I wonder what size she was wearing before this. Oh, it is. They say it. As her lumpy and uneven butt doesn't fit in her old size 12. Stop the cap. I'm already going to tell you. She said, I've always been up and down with my weight and my boobs started to sag. There you go, brothers. I had no bum and I just wanted a nice curvy body to fit in my clothes. Oh, this is, this was her prior. This is her prior 23. This is her size 17. I don't know what happened in a short time. She says, but now I am left with a lumpy bottom and super wide hips as the fat, which was injected for the BBL has leaked into my thighs and hip. I regret even going ahead with the surgery, but I just wanted a quick fix. No, guys, there's, ladies and gentlemen, there's no such thing as a quick fix. It seemed like the easy option. <laughs> mm. I'm telling you, there's something wrong with people. They always want to take the easy way, but I should have just gone to the gym. Hindsight is 2020. I just talked about that yesterday. When you're talking about with women, they're going to go for the easy route. Path of least resistance, probably nine out of 10 times. 
And then when it doesn't work out, oh, I should have worked. Uh, yeah, this is what you were told. Shannon recalls feeling like she was in an oven when she woke up from the first surgery. Her nipple was purple. That's what's going to happen after a surgery. And uh, she felt like her chest was going to burst open. It was after the surgery, ma'am. Oh, my God. Look. <laughs> like I told you, the woman that I uh, was with that was addicted to plastic surgery, 22, 23, 24. Oftentimes, she would come over, and this is what she looked like. Like, this is what her stomach, her back, her butt would look like this. But, but with the clothes on, you couldn't tell. She had a curvy, nice body. And then you, she take off her clothes, and it was like, what, what happened? Oh, I got another procedure here. Oh, I got a little nip and tuck. And I was like, man, I can't look at this. <sighs> I'm, I'm done. Uh, let's take her down before YouTube. Okay, here's another one. Botched Brazilian butt lift. Death. Mother and daughter arrested. So they're in here. Two women were arrested last month after a botched Brazilian lift conducted in a private Encino home led to the death of an aspiring social media star. Is this the woman that's dead? Or this is the arrested woman? I think this is the woman. Who is it here? LAPD updated photo. This is the woman that, uh, this is the woman that's on the run. They pass themselves off as they have a uh, skill and expertise to do surgeries on the human body. And that is not the case. This is the woman doing surgeries on people in a home, private home. And y'all paying for it. Boy, dying to look good. Let me do some super chats. And then I'm going to get to Dr. John Deloney. How much time do we have? We're an hour in. Good. We're going to go two hours today. Psych. Uh, let's see here. Corbellic leaving L.A. after 16 years to move to Tampa this Saturday, coach, leaving a 14-year relationship of being a stepdad. I make over 300K a year and is 39 years old. Thanks for getting me back on track. Congratulations on that. You're making a good positive step. You're leaving a bad situation, which you probably were unappreciated. I'm going to say that, especially when you're dealing with kids. And if, if the relationship goes awry and you're a stepdad, the mom's going to side with the kids and it creates an uncomfortable situation. So if you can continue to make that type of money in Tampa, you're going to be living like a king over there. And I hope that's the case, that you can take that income, have a job over there, or you're not walking away from that income going over there but 39 years old and you're making that amount of money you're in your prime and you're a king you're in the top five percent you're in the top five percent of income earners more than likely at 300k absolutely so you don't deserve that type of treatment and uh you did it for 14 years luckily you've been able to get there so i always encourage men that uh when these situations come up never you know i know it, it hurts when people that you invest in don't appreciate it. And we talked about people don't appreciate the efforts men give. They eventually, they want more and more. And this insatiable attitude actually thinks uh, makes people think that it's the grass is greener on the other side until you're gone. But I, I say this to tell you, the treatment that you got recently that forced you into leaving is a blessing in disguise. It's a blessing in disguise. So you're going to be hurt that these people didn't treat you right you're going to feel guilt from walking about walking away from them um when you were in charge of leading and supporting them and you're going to think about all the money that you invested that seemingly is was a waste in the end right 
and it's going to make you feel a, a certain way. However, ha- however, it's a blessing in disguise. Sometimes you got to leave these people be. I don't care. If it, sometimes it could be, um, so, sometimes it could be even your own children. It could be your wife. It could be your mother. It could be your father. It could be your family members. Sometimes you got to walk away for your own sanity. And sometimes if they act up and you're like, damn, I didn't anticipate this. It's okay. Just walk the hell away. And it's a blessing in disguise. You might get to the point that by the time you get to Tampa, two, three years in, you're going to be like, why the hell did I not do this earlier? You're going to be like, why did I not do this earlier? It's the same thing with when men divorce wives. You hold on and hold on. You stay for the kids. You fight. You fight the good fight. Everybody tells you, oh, you're such a good man. You stick in. You fight. You fight. Then eventually you get kicked in the nuts. And then you go, damn. And then you finally leave. And then a year or two later, you look around. And you thought you were going to be sitting around heartbroken. And at the end of the day, you're sitting around going, damn. (laughs) This was the most freeing thing I did in my life. Guys, your life is not worth getting disrespected. Your life is not worth getting kicked in the nuts for making great sacrifices. Your life is not worth being with insatiable people. However, there could be situations. I don't know your relationship. You could have been the one that has caused this. So we got to own up as a man. If you've gotten to a situation where people just don't want to be around you, own up to it. It was it could have been your fault. But at the end of the day, you might have to remove yourself from the situation so both of you guys can get some healing. Both of you guys can recover. But I'm going to tell you what, you're going to come out better. You're going to come out better, at least economically. And somebody once said in the comment section, if you made 300K, you wouldn't be watching coach. Guys, you don't know who's watching me. Okay, I have men that I do coaching calls with that pay the fee because I'll be like, yo, coaching fee is high. There's millionaires that watch me. I I listen, I take calls from them all the time. All right, there's men that make 500K a year. Not just broke men are watching me. Okay, celebrities are watching me. I know it. I mean, I on Instagram, just look it up. So this is not a show just for broke men. This is a show for men to get some healing because wealthy men go through problems too. Wealthy men go through problems too. It's not just broke men going through this. So this is not a show just for broke men to get money. There's men that contact me. He's like, yeah, I've been living a free agent. I said, I got my bag. Now what do I do? I'm a simp. I make 300K a year. I was a simp. You see what I mean? Money, for, for the most part, money, for the most part, is one of those things that um, most men don't have. But once you have it, doesn't mean you're going to be immune from problems in relationships and with women. Not saying that women will be a problem. I'm just saying it doesn't make you immune from problems in relationships with women. Sometimes money can make it worse especially if you don't have the knowledge. Money can make the problems bigger because sometimes women can be apex predators, right? When they see men with money and then they might say, well, I'm going to play a video later that kind of talks about this. Uh, Domain Stickum, I'm addicted to peace leave, but my wife won't give me none. I haven't showered in three days and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. Shout out to... um, uh, shout out to you, Domain Stickum. Hey, when you get married, what you're gonna get less sex, less sex. Period. Nine out of ten times. Harold L says, "Coach, 
Put a poll up, salami enhancement or salami reduction. I'm not putting that up. There's too much pause in that. All right. Uh, Maryland guy says, I never, I've ne he says, I was never into fake toddies, and but I I'll take a natural flat butt anytime. Yeah, for me, I'll take a natural flat butt over a fake butt or titties. I'll take raisin titties, all right, over some fake ones. I'll take a bird chest, flat chest. I, over some fake ones, I'm not into the fake ones, man. I mean, I've had... Southern California, you're going to have them. And I've rarely ever been impressed by them. I know one woman that I was impressed that they never looked or feel fake. Now, after, you know, there's there's times that it does. It did feel fake. But nine times out of ten times, it um, it did it. And they look fantastic. But the most of them I've seen, they either look tacky. They look they look saggy. Um, they were old. You got to get them replaced every ten years. So let's say a woman got them when she was 25. Uh, by the time she's 35, she's going to need a new set. And I know a woman who was like, uh, she she married a guy, a wealthy guy. She divorced him or separated from him, but her breast implants were old. She got them when they first got married, but now they're divorced. And she was well into her 40s, and she was five years overdue from getting her, her chest redone, redone. And essentially, one was saggier than the other, and she was well aware of it. She was like, oh, this one's a little. And I was like, it ain't that bad until I kept looking at it and go, oh, that's bad. It's bad. It's actually distracting. <laughs> and it then started looking like a uh, a sock with a tennis ball at the end of it. It looked bad. So you got to get them redone. And this is what people don't know. Once you put them in your chest when you're in your 20s or 30s, by the time you're 40 or 50, it's going to look ridiculous. Uh, Brown 310, throw in the towels, ladies. The junior college is calling, except for the simps. All right, the simps will take them up. All right, um, Mr. Highway, I train. I gave my lady co-workers free diets and fitness plans. They did it for one week and quit. They say they will just get lipo and BBL. Guys, I man, let's listen. I've worked in that business for a long time. And um, I stopped giving away free diets and workout plans give me a meal plan give me a give me a fitness plan just just write it up i'll give you 40 bucks or they just want it for free those were the worst clients those were the worst people they they're never going to do it this is why people like you know people are like you are you are a trainer all right i'll show you my pictures when i was at my peak all right but um i don't work out that aggressively like that anymore i work out but i don't work out that aggressively all right i actually had a lot of joint pain when I got to my peak, but people who get free stuff, never use it. <laughs> All right. If I, if you want a meal plan or a fitness plan for me, 500 bucks, I don't care if I basically copy and pasting from somebody else, 500 bucks. Cause if I give it to you and I charge it, if I give it to you, you won't use it. If, if I charge you for it, you might use it. Yang says, I'm an Uber driver in Indianapolis and dropped off a girl last week at the airport that was going to the DR. The insecurity is real. It's sad out here that people are choosing to. But again, see, you can make a bag out here. You can make a bag out here. Um, and so this is what the race is going. This is what's going. Fitness whenever, wherever channel. As a fitness professional, no need. Uh, for the unnecessary surgeries, compound exercises, and eat the game muscle, the shortcuts aren't worth it. 
but everybody knows that. But the, I think the main problem with, particularly with women, all right, um, I did, I found this more often with women than I did with male clients. Um, male clients typically have done some sort of exercise leading up to when they sought out a body correction, right? They want to get on the plan. Like previously, they were an athlete. Previously, they played soccer. They might have worked out. They might have played ultimate frisbee. They had a period of their life where they understood what working out was. So they're not disillusioned as much. So when they get in there, they're like, I know this is going to be painful. They know they got to commit for a year. They're not going. I got to drop 90 pounds in five weeks. They know it's about to be a painful process, but they know they got to start. So they're never like, I didn't lose no weight after four exercises. They don't typically say that. But with women, they typically got notes to get out of PE class. They sat on the sideline because they had cramps. They got a D in physical education. They didn't play sports all through their 20s. They didn't work out much, but that's changing. A lot of women are embracing exercise because they got a lot of these Instagram fitness models and stuff. And some women have been athletes before, but these typically the disillusioned women come in. They never did any exercise. They never did physical education class. They never were an athlete. And these are the ones that were the worst fitness clients because they come in here going, okay, I'm 46 years old. I'm going to start working out now. I'm going to get my body right. <laughs> you put their ass on the treadmill and you say, all right, we're going to do a warm-up on the treadmill, three minutes, uh, put it at 3.5, and uh, keep walking. Don't hold the side of the treadmill. Like, don't hold the treadmill. By a minute in, they start holding on to the treadmill. I'm like, man, yo, I'm about to take your money because I first have to teach you how to walk. You're going to have four sessions of me teaching you how to walk on the damn treadmill and hold your body weight for more than 15 seconds. By the way, you're going to lose no weight. You ain't going to do a damn thing. You ain't going to drop a pound. You're probably going to gain weight. <laughs> okay. You ain't going to lose a damn thing. There ain't going to be no miracles. Five weeks and I'm just teaching you how to put one foot in front of the other and hold a plank. Yeah, but there's no miracles here, baby. You ain't getting nothing done. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. So uh, in order to do this, you got to have a little bit of high intensity, whether it means high intensity anaerobic or or, or aerobic. You're going to need one of them. And I'm going to need to kick them donuts out of your mouth. And you're going to need to be here five days a week. Oh, I can't afford five days a week. Maybe I'll go one or two. Okay. What are you doing the other five days? So you came here the seven days in a week. You saw me too. What are you doing the other five? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. You ain't going to do <laughs> You you screwed, baby, but I'll take your money. I got money. 50 sessions paid up front, no refund. Deadly Raver, do these jeans make my butt look big? No, ma'am, that surgery did that. Give her the L, coach. Indeed. Triggerverse, want to see a horror? Check out Natasha Crown. He said a horror. Not a horror. Tasha, I'm going to just look at it before I flash it up on the screen. Oh. Uh, I can't put that up on the screen. Again, I've seen the women with the, oh, she looked better when she was younger. No? Is that her? Yeah, I can't put that on the screen. My goodness. Man, almighty, her lips and air. Okay. I think I can put this photo up. 
what do brothers like this brothers is this stuff that you like like do you like that i know we like them thick and i don't mind that but this is somewhat ridiculous right but listen people are doing stuff like this and she's got the lips and every wow man almighty oh man people have some problems we do we as much as i do say mental health this and that people got some problems all right people definitely need to fix some problems uh let's see here let's get to jo dr john let's go to dr john uh let me see here we're gonna have to do for this one because we got about uh, an hour and some odd left we're gonna break down this dude right here this is the problem uh think about this what i just said earlier there are men who have money but that doesn't mean they don't have the information or knowledge so i want you to listen to this man's story he says my fiance is still married now she's cheating on me Okay, she he's he's his fiance is still married. Now she's cheating on me. So we're gonna listen to Dr. John take this calls from this man. This man, there's Dr. John, but we have to do audio because they're on to me. I can't play the video directly. So we're gonna have to do audio from my phone, and I'm gonna have to show you still pictures. So don't tell me that um you can't see the video moving. All right, so let's go ahead and play it. Hey, hold up. Wait a minute. Am I not connected? Westside Connect game. Don, thank you so much for taking my call. It's an honor to speak with you. It's an honor to talk with you, my brother. What's up? Um, my family has fallen apart, and my life is pretty much blown up here in the last couple of weeks, and I'm trying to get some guidance on where to go from here. Man, um, yeah, let me know what's up. Dude. I'm so sorry. What's going on? So seven years ago, I met this lady at work and we became really good friends for. Mm, I met this lady. We can hear it, right? It's loud. Um, you guys with headphones are like, what in the hell? All right. He met this lady at work. Bad. Mm. Now his, you know, life is falling apart. <laughs> oh, goodness about two years and she was married to a man she had been with since she was a teenager that she had a kid with and they were in a really unhappy marriage i'm not happy you guys i know man I, i'm a little bit older and experienced stop falling for that stop falling for that i'm not happy i got married i was young and dumb now i'm ready to monkey branch i'm ready to divorce this dude and be in these streets i'm ready to get piped down she's probably already cheating dr john actually is going to admit that um and now you coming in here here i come to save the day she already got strikes after strikes coach but what if this coach but what is that why don't you guys get your life together and eliminate these people this is not good stuff to take on she got a kid she's still married she out there fiddling with you got you sprung on the peace leave and now you're wondering why your life is falling apart. This gets worse, by the way. And against my better judgment, I pursued her and started to date her. And three months after we started dating, we got engaged. You guys bring these problems on with women yourself. Let's just admit that. You guys bring these things on, on yourself. Um, three months after you got a couple pieces of married peace leave, you, it, you proposed to her. <laughs> ah, 
I don't know what to say. You did this. You have a good life. You had a good thing going, and then you threw it. This is who you threw it down the gutter for. I went head over heels. I borrowed $15,000 from my mother to put a down payment on a house. And people are mad at my content. You're mad at me. I'm trying to help men, but I know why you're mad at me because you want me to keep, you want to keep pushing men into these delusional categories and letting them do this for them. And then they pull the plug on them and leave this dude swinging in the wind. Wow. I moved Jessica and her son in with me and we all lived as a family. And for the first. How many, how many red flags and how many mistakes is this guy going to make? You you bought a house and moved the single mom who was still married in with you, you idiot. Like two years, things were pretty good. Okay, um, quick, pause, quick pause, quick pause, quick pause. And she was still married with a kid? Yep. Okay, all right, continue. So we, we got pregnant and had a miscarriage. We got Sorry, I have to keep stopping this. Did he say we got pregnant? So he's a progressive gump. No, she got pregnant. Pregnant, had another miscarriage. We did that four times. Fifth try, we finally had our son about a year and a half, two years ago. And then a few months later, got pregnant again and had a daughter. So now we have three kids and we're all living in the house. Is this man real? This can't be real. <laughs> this can't. <laughs> she had them babies quick. Again, I break down the marriage wheel for you. That's called the investment stage. That's the investment stage. Once she gets the kids, you're screwed. She's going to bait and switch you, in which she did. The last year and a half or so, Jessica and I have kind of grown apart. There's been like a disconnection in our relationship. And originally when I called your show, I was going to ask how to reconnect with her. But in the pit of my stomach, I always had a feeling that something was going on. And I found out that she cheated on me with somebody that she was working with. Oh, not the. <laughs> so let me get this straight. She was married. You were working with her. She cheated on her husband with you. You married her or and proposed to her, put two babies in her. And she cheated on you with someone she works with. <laughs> Man, you men, you men. Let's stop blaming women for this stuff. You guys are gumps. And it, it destroyed me. And um, we had a blowout, of course, about that and stuff. And we've decided that we're going to go to counseling and try to make things work. But she's going to move out and get her own place. Um, which you're going to pay for. Okay, first of all, you went to counseling. It didn't work. What a surprise. That That's not a surprise to me. All right? Statistically, it probably is the dumbest thing you could do. I always tell you, just dodge marriage counseling, go straight for the divorce, and kick her the hell out and walk walk away. But once the, once the relationship goes left, guys, she's just there finessing you. All right? All she is is getting free money at that point, and she'll do it for five years. 
until you pull the plug. And then she'll say, well, I fell out of love with you eight years ago. All right. She'll literally tell you that to your face. I was just staying because you was paying. And by the way, you're mo she's moving out with your two kids and you're going to pay for her new life. You dumb. Here we go. And since we've had that blowout, she barely spends any nights at home. The disconnection is 100 times greater than it was before. Exactly. Like I said, she was already done. She was already checked out. She was just using you at that point. And I'm just falling apart, John, and I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I, 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 I screwed everything up, and I don't know what to do. So, number one, thanks for calling. And you're right. This is a mess. Okay? Well, yeah. Uh, men. He shot himself in the foot. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the guy. We've all been there. But um, this is why we do what we do on this show. We tell you that these this is red flags, man. No, leave them alone. But, but she said she loved me. She said she would never do that. She said her husband was abusive. And he, he was a cheater. He was. A, and then you find out she was toxic. I'm addicted to you, but you know that I'm toxic. She was the toxic one. And you found out because you believed her. You didn't have a beer with her ex and get the real side of the story. One thing I would suggest to you, if you guys do do this and you have a woman that says, oh, he was a beater, abuser, he yelled at me. What you should do is you can go get in touch with the ex because he's been gaslit and he's been he's been um, he's been not gaslit. He's been gassed up. So the, the new guy in her life, I'm sorry, the ex in her life, um, you're gassed up. You're believing her. But the ex has already been gaslit. That's not what I should say. So he's already kind of sitting around going, what happened? Damn, am I actually an abuser? Do I need help? But what, what's probably happened is he was yelling at her because she kept messing up. All right. And she kept playing plausible deniability and she was instigating. You don't know that. So what you should do is you should go find the ex and have a beer with him. Let the ex tell you the pros and cons of that woman. Let him tell you his side of the story. And then you'll probably figure out you're with a maniac psychopath. That you only got part, part of the story. Women typically who get yelled at probably did something to get yelled at. It, ch children that did get yelled at probably did something to get yelled at. They don't never bring that up. But what, why was he yelling at you? Nobody ever asked that. He yelled at me every day. He woke up and he and he body slammed me and put me in the people's elbow. Then he put me in the Cobra Clutch and the figure four leg lock and the Scorpion Death Drop. All right. Why? Why did he do that? Well, because he's a maniac, narcissist, psychopath. And then he kicked me when I was down. And then he kicked me in the gut and he told me I was no good. Why would he do that? Have you seen guys do that? They just wait to get behind closed doors and yell at people. That's not what happens. And we know that's not what happens. Amber Heard proved that when she said, well, if you come out and say I was an abuser, nobody will believe you because you're a man. So when the man starts saying, yeah, man, I'm a cool and calm and collected patient guy, but this woman kept instigating or this woman kept uh, uh, gaslighting me or she kept uh, threatening me with abuse, calling the police, divorce, child support. She kept threatening me and I finally lost it. I blew my powder keg and now she's calling me an abuser. And so men, instead of getting their reputations ruined, instead of losing their job, they literally would say, okay, maybe I am an abuser. No, that person wasn't doing what they were supposed to do and they kept get, uh, getting up under your skin. But they can frame you as an abuser simply by going to the court of public opinion. See, if a woman's out here saying, this guy is this, this guy is that, more likely she's just trying to get ahead of the facts. 
and she wants to paint you as this. She won't play her role. She won't say what her role is. She'll paint you as the abuser and then to protect yourself, you'll protect your reputation and then you'll just stay silent. And then she out there telling the world, he was an abuser. He did this. He did that. No, 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 no. And I'm going to show you that in my next story if I have time. Big mess. I, yeah. I've, I've listened to every episode of your show and yeah. I've never heard somebody with a mess this bad. Well, and so, I don't know how I went down this road so far. Um, you found somebody who would love you. And connection makes us do dumb things and it gets us in over. There it is again. Love and connections make us do dumb things. This is why I tell you love is stupid. It's dumb. It's a myth. It's a fallacy. Because then when you do stupid things, oh, well, you were just in love. No. Our head. And so does fantasy and a picture exactly. of this could work and we can figure this out. Exactly. And whew, someone that looks at us and says, I love you. It, it changes us, right? It makes you dumb. It does. Yeah. It does. Um, and so if you've listened to... So let me clarify a couple of things. One, there's been several episodes that have never aired and probably never will. Either I didn't do a good job or some of the conversations were really heavy and just weren't appropriate for the... Or else we're uh, touching my, my hairline, okay? I uh, wish I could have impressed you in a better way, John. It's <laughs> all good, man. It's all good. If you were here, I'd still buy you a beer and some nachos, man. We'd hang out. So here's the thing. Um, I'm going to be super honest with you, and I know this is a heavy season of your life, okay? Okay, I really appreciate that. Um, this is this man is broken. This man is broken. He shouldn't date a normie woman for 10 years. He should just be at the junior college smashing. If he gets in another relationship and it breaks, this guy will break. He will fall apart. Completely full stop over. She's moved on. She's done it before. I knew you. And she's done it to probably. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it in my gut. Yeah, she's been moved on, bro. Her husband or her, her person who's still her husband, there's probably somebody in between you two. And there then there was you. And now the same script has played itself out again. Because she's, she's got away with it. Women are conditioned to gaslight men, make them think they were the wrong and they run away. How many times? I mean, women are mad at me when I say that. But how many times has a woman left a relationship and say, damn, I was the one that messed that up. All right. I should have did better. I should have been a better woman. Almost never. And I will say never. Almost never. They never do self-reflection. They always go to a therapist, then find out, well, it wasn't me the whole time. He was the narcissist. And then we got to take the L. Go ahead and continue. And yeah. it's heartbreaking and it is grief and it is shame. It is all those things. But before you do anything else, before you go down the rabbit hole, what do I do? I'll just, you have to sit in it for a second and grieve. You got in over your head with somebody who told you something and they weren't honest with you and they never fully went all in on you. And for some reason, there's some story in your life that told you if I just do the next right thing, that's then somebody will love me and then the next person will love me. And you've been trying to do the next right thing for a long, long time. For my whole life, and it's that's never right. worked out. Because that's not the problem. Okay. He just admitted he's an Owen. Remember, I tell you, 99.9% .9 of relationships will crumble. It's going to happen. He just admitted, I've been doing it my whole life, and it's never worked. Okay. Do something different. Go live the free agent lifestyle. Go be a player. Go be a Mac. I don't know. Do something. Go date someone overseas. We give you all these options.
and men keep doing the same thing. Maybe this woman will be the one. Maybe this woman. No, no, no. At some point, you got to chunk that L up. <laughs> Come on, gumps. You're trying to fix an internal hole with an external, external plug, and that's not how it works. Yep. And so before any of the healing happens, before any of the what the crap do I do now happens, there's a sit in it and grieve. This sucks and this hurts. And now we got two kids that we brought into this. And we have a third kid that's about to have their life erupt, like blown up again. And yep, you guys, you guys are you guys are really messing kids up out here, you relationship people. All right, you're dragging kids around into these relationships in and out. You guys are killing these kids for real. I participated in this. And hey, like just talking to you and for a couple of minutes, you've known all along this wasn't right. Exactly. And I'm not talking about like like, like any sort of like morality. Like he knew. Somebody else's wife, you know what I mean? Like, you've known something's yeah. there. What kept you going? Yeah, he knew you're right, though. You're right. You know what kept him going? He was living the hope strategy. I hope she ain't cheating on me. I hope I can fix this. I hope she really loves me in the end. I hope I can show her I love her. I hope she show she figures out that I love her. I hope I can do better tomorrow. I hope I can make her happy. I'm not happy. And guess what? <laughs> Every day you put in, it's just one extra day that you could have got away from her. Every kid you put into her 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 body, you thought it was going to get better, and it got worse. <laughs> Maybe if I impregnate her once, twice, three times a lady. Scarcity mindset-ass dudes, all right? She probably was attractive, and he probably, oh, man, I'm the luckiest man alive. Guys, you, how many, the hope strategy doesn't work. That's, but that but, but it's, it's haunted you, but the love has, this, this, this picture around love that yep. you've been chasing for a long time, it kept you like, I'll just go one more step and one more step, one more step. Tell me about that journey, man, because this didn't happen overnight. Uh-huh. It doesn't happen overnight. What do you mean exactly? Like, how do you get from, man, I, this person at work is really, she's super good looking. She's funny. She laughs at my jokes. She does that. When I walk in, she puts her hand on my part of my arm. This is this is manipulation, by the way. Um, this is basically what men use when they have an advantage over women. You guys see it as this is flirting, courting, or whatnot. She knows what she's doing, just like a man that has an advantage over a woman knows what he's doing. And she she found somebody she can prey on, and it worked. Nobody touches me. Nobody's touched me in a long time. And it's not sexual, yeah. but I like it, right? She does all these things, and I know there's this big thing like, oh, yeah, she has a husband and a family. But she says it's on the rocks, and I know that's probably not true, but I can't. Like, I'm just going to go down this road. Like, and all of a sudden you wake up and you got two kids. Like, what? Tell me about that journey, man. What happened? I, I don't know. Everything just seemed to happen so fast, you know, and I just, I knew it was wrong going in, but I just, it felt so perfect. It felt so like, it just, I felt like she was my soulmate. I, I just, I was convinced. I was just, I think the problem, part of the problem was, is I was single for like 10 years before she came along. That's right. Didn't. Um, one thing I always warn you of, he just mentioned it there. Most men don't have training in relationships. They don't have training in social cues, how to be social, how to uh, read red flags. Women do. They've been doing it since they were young. And so this is why guys that say, teach you to co-approach a hundred women so that you can gain an advantage over. I, I always tell you, women, by the time you figure out how to try to cold approach and talk to them, they've been in this talk game and they've been turning down men way before you even thought about it, way before you even learned and purchased their course. So they have a significant advantage over you in these social interactions. They are 
they are uh, experts in it, and you're a rookie, and now you're going to go out there and approach 100, you better, you're going to only get it when you approach 10,000 because women turn down 20 guys a day. They turn down 20 guys a day. You ain't approached 20 women in your life. And when they turn them down, I'm not saying it's an immediate, hi, how you doing? No, no thanks. It's a eye contact. It's a, you know, no eye contact. It's a, you know, a creepy approach. It's a DM. It's a friend that comes back, a guy that's been in the friend zone. She constantly turning men down. It's a guy that wants to open the door. It's a guy that wants to buy her a free drink or a free Starbucks. It's a guy that wants to be her sugar daddy. She's constantly turning down men. She's constantly trained in this. You know nothing and then she knows everything. And you think you're going to go in there and win this game. You got to be very careful. They are, in essence, preying on you or chasing you. You're the one think you're chasing, but you're being the pursued. Anyway, let's go ahead. Anybody for like 10 years. I had other rough relationships that didn't end well. And I've been alone for a long time. And I think this, like you said, having somebody give me that kind of attention that I hadn't had in so long, maybe I misconstrued what I thought was love wasn't really love. I don't think that as much as, um, you know, if, if I spent a few hours with her, she, she probably didn't love who she had become in her other relationship. And you made her feel alive. You made her feel funny. You, you smiled at her in a different way, whatever it was. And I wouldn't say that she didn't love you. I wouldn't, I, I think that would be a false mischaracterization. That would be me being mean. I don't think that, I don't think you're crazy. I think you were so enamored by the fantasy of the family and she's beautiful and she chose you. I want to pass on my legacy. He was a pass on my legacy ninja. For all these years of being lonely, that you were willing to sacrifice your values, you're willing to sacrifice, you knew it was going to end in ash. I mean, we know that and it just, it just sits in the back of our head and gnaws slowly at us. And for most yeah. of us, when we are in situations like that, we know it's going to end poorly. We try to outrun that, that clawing, that fire that's burning through the back of our brains. And it causes us to suffocate the thing that we're trying to protect, right? It, it causes us to hold a little too tight and we get a little too crazy about it. We get a little too intense and then that person's, they're on to the next, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened too. So here we find ourselves, and here, imagine like you and I are sitting on a curb. Okay, 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 okay. I can't take more, Dr. John. Um, guys, what, what, what typically what happened there, what happened there is she love-bombed him and what what could be the result of relationships? I always tell you, women will hand you the scissors and let you cut the relationship. And they're very good at being in relationships, getting out of one and being in another. This is a result of monkey branching. So she's going to ride the good wave. And once the relationship starts to tamp down, she'll start to get interest in another person and then see if that person will take them in. If that does, she she's holding on to you and then re reaching out for the other branch. Once she grabs that other branch, she now she's already did that. Somebody you're like, that's not true. She was married and then got him. And then she, he married her or engaged with her, and she let the husband go. She didn't let him go all the way, but she monkey branched, or she kept her foot on first base, and she tried to steal second, right? So that's what she did, and she's good at that. So this is why you always see women constantly in relationships. They break up, they get in another one. They break up, they get in another one. And so they overlap relationships. It might not be always sexually overlapping, but there's always this overlapping. This is why they always threaten you. I got dudes in the friend zone. Don't think I can't find another one. I got male friends. 
there's dudes that are asking me all the time. That's a form of monkey branching. In essence, she's keeping others interested. And once it cools down over here, she goes to the next one. But she said she loved me. So, guys, just know that this game is being played all the time. It is what it is. It's nothing to get angry about. Once you've been hurt from this one, you're going to be angry, sad, and go through these things. But now, once you understand how the process works, it ain't no big deal. Just don't get rid of your hoes if a woman comes and says, I love you. All right? Keep your hoes in line. All right? Keep them over here. You'll be like, good. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, I still got my junior college girls over here. All right? You can love me all you want. All right, but I ain't letting them go because there's no point. Eventually, when you let them go, her interest in you is going to decline. And she's or she'll think she has authority over you. And she starts doing uh, things like uh, manipulating you sexually or holding sex against you or using sex as a weapon. All right. Are you serious? I, I, I had a chili dog for lunch. OK, I'm a little bloated. Yeah. So let's do the super chats and I maybe have time for one more story. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Deadly Raver, I got you, man. Uh, Triggerverse, I got you. Harold Legurmy says, nope, three times. Nope. Well, nope. I know nope. it was earlier. Stackola Davis is in the building. Thank you, man. Baldwin O says, coach, give me the buzzer. My ex been sliding in my DMs for a minute and I was consider considering inviting him over. Why do y'all keep going back to the same women? That I don't get. Man, you had your fun with them. It ain't going to get no better than that unless you live in Tupelo, Mississippi, or it looks like you're somewhere, maybe Uganda. Um, Man, you know how many women are around here? I'm going to give me another one. <laughs> or I'm going to chill out first. You know, I always tell you to chill out first. But uh, when it comes to exes, they're in the past. All right? There's only a few women that I would go back and get some peace leaf on. Only a few. I know, I know one for sure. I was talking about it the other day. One, I would go back for that one. All right, but uh, maybe there's another one. But I last couple times I she came over, it wasn't all that. I was like, damn, I used to be enamored with her. <laughs> I used to be head over heels with this one now uh, because I've gotten that all under my belt now. Now, now it don't impress me no more. All right, Robert P. Elliott says, Coach, you got to check out IG Famous by Dana on IG. She breaks down. Um, she breaks down. And exposes celebrity surgeries very well. She did one on Michael B. Jordan's turkey neck surgery. And I haven't looked at him the same. Interesting. Um, Yeah, the men get surgeries too. Men are getting surgeries too. Don't think that these men look that way. And um, they're also on steroids. This is all alleged. And I'm not saying Michael B. Jordan is or anything like that. But they don't have regulations to keep them off of drugs like professional athletes. Right? All these professional athletes were on performance enhancers. Right? Nobody cares if an actor is. So they can big up weight, drop weight, and all of that stuff. Uh, we were talking about short celebrities. That other guy is a short that they was fiending over. Remember that there's a white guy. Was he an actor? He was an actor. They was fiending over him. <laughs> he was a little dude. Not that I'm dissing little dudes, but I was shocked. I can't remember his name, though. It's not Channing Tatum. It's another dude. Somebody name him. He's a. But these guys be on steroids, and they pick up weight, drop weight for movie roles and all of these things, performance enhancers. Not that it's bad, but people got to know if you're following these people and they're doing um, episodes where they're like uh, on Men's Health Channel, this is my refrigerator and I only eat chicken and broccoli and drink water, vitamin water. All right, it's BS. Zach Efron is the guy. Zach Efron is the guy. Thank you, man. You guys know I'm bad with names. Zach Efron was the guy. 
I was talking about. Let me see his five foot eight. Okay. Now I'm telling you, man, I know women be disappointed when they see his ass <laughs> in public, you know, because they've been fiending after him for all their life. And then they finally see him and be like, holy, sh okay, I'll figure this out. <laughs> I'll figure out how to make that work. They be like, damn. They punch in the air. <laughs> they be punching the air. Because they grew up, they probably watched them on high, high school musical. You got to keep your head in the game. Got to, got, got, to, got to keep your head in the game. All right, whatever the damn basketball that show was. All right, and they probably was in love. Oh, one day I'll meet Zac Efron, all right? And then all of a sudden, they probably see him in person and be like, hold up. He looks so much bigger on TV. <laughs> they giving him the damn staring at our Martin Luther Lee right here. They're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right, I'll make it work. <laughs> The other dude, Spider-Man, and, and he's short. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What's the what's the dude that's Spider-Man? Toby? Not Toby Maguire. Who's the new Spider-Man dude? And he's dating Zendaya, by the way. To oh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, he's five foot eight, too. Yeah, you know, they be mad. Chicks be mad as hell. Like, what? Cause you know, you know, they, you know, when they're young and they're watching Tom Holland, oh, he's a heartthrob. All right. By the time they turn 19, 20 and they finally see Tom Holland in person, they like, hold up. Hey, shout out to all the short dudes. All right. In the building. But I'm telling you, man, they aren't, they're not happy about it. So let's just do this. Uh, um, the point of it all is. A lot of these athletes, I'm sorry, a lot of these actors and rappers especially, they don't have any, they don't have to take drug tests or anything. So they can do surgeries and, and performance enhancers to keep their look. And it's going to make them money, for real. Yeah, Tom Cruise and all of that. Uh, but women can seem to get over that. All right, Sizzo. Shout out to Sizzo in the building. Thanks for working that ranch in the live chat thank you cga and the coach gang my surgery went well just left the checkup getting the surgery changed my life hashtag free agent for life indeed congratulations for being back in the building all right shout out to sizzle mike d dropping off some tuition or some tribute coach he says taking some time off at the corvette museum and then driving to the tail of the dragon in tennessee to enjoy the switchback roads. It is similar to Route 36 in California. Cheers to the coach and the coach gang. Man, my man's living the free agent lifestyle. That's what that's free agent lifestyle right there. I, I'm always trying to tell you guys to do stuff like that in which do things for yourself. Treat yourself. Go do things that you actually enjoy. What men will do is sit around, sit around, sit around, um, and then they will uh, do not do the things they are enjoy. And then they find, uh, try to date women and do things that she's going to enjoy. Not, now you're an entertainer and you're not doing things that you like to do. Do the things that you like to do first. And what you're going to find out is once you do these things, you'll be least likely wanting to do the BS that she wants to do. Let's go to a museum and look at art and then, you know, uh, go to a dinner and, and sit there and look at. No, 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 no. We ain't going to doing that. I'm going fishing. Do you want to go? All right. You don't want to go? Well, I'm going fishing. <laughs> I just want to go to the lake. All right. 
Then they go to the lake and cause all kind of havoc. Do not interrupt me and shut up while I'm out here fishing. All right, you're going to scare the fish away. Did I tell you about this story? Hey, hey, hey. we ain't talking. I hear a dog barking. Uh, Moose Hefner says, did you see confused Biden reaching for a handshake? Um, I didn't see that video. Shout out to Joe Biden. P.I. Double says, I rent rooms in my house, so I pay no mortgage. I got money. That's how you do it, man. If you're able to do that, do that. You're going to save a lot of money and let these other people pay your mortgage. Ed says, a sock with a tennis ball. Then the coach nod thing, uh, the coaching nod thing you did when trying to get the media to agree with you. Dude, your examples are too spot on. It's crazy. I know human behavior, man. This is why people say, you're not qualified. I don't need qualified qualifications to interpret human behavior. I see you plugged in NPCs. You think you're slick. I can read body language. I see your behavior. I see what you do when your partner's not around. I see how you act. I see when you, especially women, they wink at their girlfriends when they got your ass trained. They talk, I got them wrapped right around my, you should hear how they talk about you. You goofballs. Because again, I've worked with women and been around them and traveled with them for damn near two decades, almost two decades. All right, I got to see them behind the scenes and how they talk about y'all dumb asses and how they got you whipped. You think they're like, he's so in love. I'm so in love with him. Oh, I'm enamored with him. He is the man. He's the man I've been eating. She was like, nope, I hit the lottery. I struck. She's like, I got him. Watch him. This is what they this is what they do. Um, let's show you the got him, lady. I'm so lucky to be with him. No, they'd be like, man, look at this goofball set. I'm gonna get his ass. All right. And that's what she's telling her girlfriend. She's like, this, look, mm-hmm. Biting her lip. Giving them the eyes up. Got this sucker. All right, look at him. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Girls, you should get one like this. I'm going to teach you how to get one like this. Got this. Got this fool. Look at this. Mm-hmm. She can barely contain herself. She want to jump for joy. She want to jump. Remember the Toyota commercial? They used to have that. Uh, Toyota and the, the person would jump in the air and they catch it. She want to jump in the air about how she got this fool. Look. She's looking over. Oh, she got. Uh-huh. Look at the ladies. Uh-huh. She, <laughs> <laughs> got him and then after a couple years of marriage um this is how she gonna be beautiful i got a question yes babe. if you weren't married to me what you be doing right now in these streets <laughs> i believe too should be tied up in the street somebody said she already planning the divorce yep i had a video back in the day one of my earlier videos was the divorce is planned at the wedding the divorce is planned at the wedding. The divorce is planned at the wedding. At this point, when they're at the bridesmaid and they're drinking wine and they're getting dressed and they're doing her hair and makeup, they like, hey, if it don't work out, you can always divorce them. The mother, the monster-in-law is in her ear. Look, don't let them do this. Don't let them do that. This is how you do that. Do that. Keep every piece of paper. Keep every receipt. Do this and do that. All right? So they're not saying this is how you're going to divorce them. What they're saying is, now, now that he's taking this step, do not let him do this. Do not let him do that. Record this, record that. Keep this, keep that. Ask him this, ask him that. That is planning a divorce. Look at this. The divorce is planned at the wedding. And they're all sitting around. Oh, he's so in love. We're so in love. But if you fall out of love, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. All right, give him this much sex. Don't let him take too much sex from you. Don't let, that's planning the divorce, right? Right. And that's you. Just that, just putting that in a person's head is planning the divorce. 
All right, the divorce is planned at the wedding. Always remember that. Uh, Slick Vision, you got the maintenance man fixing my AC, laughing in the background, edutainment on point as always. All right, shout out to you and the maintenance man. He's been introduced to CGA and the RP, all right, and the free agent lifestyle. <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, people know I'm the truth. You just don't want it to be the truth or you want to live in your little own fantasy. I don't tell any lies over here. I'm not here to lie to you. Now, does it apply to everyone? No, it could apply to everyone. And that's what we teach you. So at any moment, it doesn't apply to you at the moment. But down the line, you'll be like, damn, now it applies. Now, what do we do? Just like they are planning the divorce. You need to plan for these things when you get into a relationship. You need to plan for these things. No, coach, she says she'll never do that to me. Okay. But when she does it, did you have an exit plan? No, always have an exit plan. Ladies love cool C. You know time is valuable when these older XXs try to compete with younger XXs. And this has always been the case. All right, even Disney has showed you stories, uh, the story of Rapunzel. All right, she held the daughter back because she was attractive. And she was able to uh, use her, I believe, uh, to be able to get to the fountain of youth. And she had to hold her back. You know what I mean? Like, this has always been a story of women competing with younger women. Uh, even if they're relatives, mother, mothers do sometimes compete with their daughters. Or they'll sabotage their daughters. Sabotage is quite common if they can't compete. So be careful out here. This is the, what we're dealing with is nothing new. We just now can explain it because for 70 years, we couldn't talk about these things. And for 50 of those 70 years, dudes were just simps and gumps. Well, you know, uh, you know, don't talk about it. Don't make her angry. Oh, we can't talk about that. We can't say things like that. There's still some gumps out there like that. Oh, man, you better be quiet, man. You know, we can't talk about stuff like this. Guys, silence is compliance. Silence is compliance. If we're all silent about it, we're compliant. We'll go along with it. Silence is censorship. Censorship is silent. I mean, come on, man. Now we can talk about it now a little bit. <laughs> and now when we talk about it, what is this? This is not true. Then they gaslight us. You know, happy wife, happy life. You know, you're going to put me in a doghouse. I still hear dudes talk about that. And it's mostly older, older goofballs. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be in the doghouse. You know, I better get comfortable out there. Be sleeping on the couch. And she's the, where's the pants in the family? You know, she's the better half. You know, she's the better looking of the half. The kids look like her. That's why they look adorable. They don't look like me at all. <laughs> I'm like, you subservient ass men. You know, I just show up and pay the bills. You know, that's what I am. You know, if she doesn't want to give me sex, you know, I just got to go ahead and balls. Flat out goofballs. And let me tell you, I know this because I went through a period of this until I couldn't even take it no more. I was like, okay, I ain't going for this. And they flat out disrespect you in front of their family members. It's ridiculous. I mean, I was like, okay, <laughs> I ain't going for this no more. But I see it happen when the other family members' men's got disrespected. They just tucked their tail. Then I catch their ass washing dishes at Thanksgiving. I'm like, oh. 
And what he's doing is he's trying to show that whatever his wife has done to bury him, he's trying to show he's not that guy. So he becomes overly helpful at Thanksgiving instead of sitting his ass down on the couch with a beer with his hand in his pants going, I did what I was supposed to do. I'm comfortable with it. I provided this damn house and the money to buy that big fat ass turkey. I did my job. Like me can help wash the dishes too. I did my job to get us to this point. You guys are all in air conditioning right now. You guys all got clothes and you all got this big ass house and you got the turkey and the stuffing on my account. I did my part. Mm. Y'all all here because of me and my sperm. I did my part. And y'all all got good lives. Y'all all came in the vehicle. Y'all all came and got gas in the in the tank. I did my part. <laughs> y'all ain't ready for stuff like this. I'm watching football game number one, two, and three. <laughs> I did my part too. I have a job too. So I could focus on my career. See, this is where the family dynamics gets messed up. Y'all don't want to be like me. My veins are a little bit cold. <laughs> And these kids got education. They got little, because all the conversations about, oh, what kind of school? you? How's your school? How's your kids' grades? And what games, what sports leagues are they in? You know why? Because they're they're in there because of me. They got all of that because of me. Yeah, I did all my job. I did my job. Don't tell me I got to come in here and do double the work. <laughs> you, man, y'all better catch up to me. Eugene Morgan yesterday at IHOP, I noticed my waitress had a black eye. I was appalled, so I ordered my food very nicely and slowly because she obviously didn't listen very well. <laughs> Jesus. Somebody oof. somebody got to her. Somebody dotted her eye. I don't know what happened. Reese Williamson, they didn't live their lives the way of the Lord. Now, we gone for that for sure. Turn, Turnpike Tyrone, remember, men, the way you find them is the way you lose them. Yep. So if you take your a woman from another man, just know it's coming back. Karma's a biatch when it comes to relationship. Uh, she's going to leave you the same way. You, the way you find them is the way you lose them. But y'all don't got, y'all veins ain't cold yet. Maryland guy. And then I have time for one more story. And this is a pretty funny story. Uh, Maryland guy, what did you say? Speaking of steroids, that's why Callie, Mus Callie Muscle had a heart attack. Stay natural. It's not worth it. Shout out to Callie Muscle. Um, Callie has been talking about that, going on the circuit, talking about the dangers of bodybuilding. And I'm not against steroid use at all. I am against abuse. And so a lot of you guys have been following these bodybuilders that are completely massive and out of proportion. Uh, and then you find out long term they have some negative effects like that one dude, I think Richard Pina, Piana, Richard, whoever his name was. And look at his medical report. And people were following him trying to get big and trying to get YouTube famous. And um, and uh, they opened his gut up. And this dude had liver failure, kidney failure. Uh, intestinal, okay. I mean, it was a disaster. Enlarged heart. Yeah, Richard Piana. Yeah, man almighty. He was honestly a cool dude. He was a cool dude. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't follow him like that. 
he seemed like a very cool dude. But um, that doesn't mean you're not you're not gonna abuse drugs or put yourself in danger. Like a lot of cool people uh do things that put themselves in danger, right? He put himself in danger. Um, that's HDH, that's steroids. Yeah, just just no. We just, let me just fr- reframe it. Performance enhancers. Okay, so performance enhancers. I mean, a lot of performance enhancers, many times they don't have the exact science to them yet, meaning long-term studies. They have short-term studies and whatnot. But uh, please do your research prior or have someone medically advise you or get your labs done every three to six months so you can catch things. PEDs. Catch things by getting your labs done. Get your labs done prior to taking. I get my labs done even though I'm not on them. So then they can check all my cholesterol, as um, Ice Cube says. They can catch these things in advance of me getting into trouble. All right, so this is what I always tell you. I always tell you these things. All right, I'm not saying they're bad. What I'm saying is people abuse them, all right? And then 10 years down the line, they making sad videos. Oh, man, this this is it. Uh, I should have known. So Callie Muscle was doing that. Herbert says, PCGA, where you at, Zoe? Bless up, free agents in here. And then let me do one more. Ricky Bobby on the crypto Bitcoin. Hit the like button. The coach be working hard out here to bring you this game. Yeah, this is not easy to do. All right. And I'm, you know, it's... I don't know if you guys noticed, YouTube views have been low for everybody. It's an interesting time, and I don't know if it's low or it's returning back to normal. So it's hard to come get motivated as a content creator when your views weren't what they were from 20, 2020 and 2021. People have to understand that that was a blip. All right, so whatever, however you were getting in 2020 and 2021, all right, it ain't what you're getting in 2022. We returned back to normal. All right, we were living good. Some of us content creators, hey, boy, whoa. Numbers are going up. Have you noticed subscriber numbers have slowed down? Uh, the algorithm has changed. Views have changed. So get used to this. We're here now. We're here now. So everyone was at home. Now everybody's not at home. Or they got used to your message. Or they turned to something else. But I think everybody. I can, I'm looking at everybody's numbers. Everybody's down. I mean, everybody's down. So it's okay. Uh, but we continue to work hard for you to get the message out. even against censorship um um shadow banning people hating on the message blocking this is the, what's twitter's about this is the whole thing about twitter all right one more quick story then i gotta go 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 this woman right here name is amanda Bynes. this is amanda Bynes right here i think she was on a disney show as you can see um she is very junior college very kaylee i definitely would be all up over that i would be putting hands on hips I will be putting my hands up on these hips, assuming she's legal. I would definitely be on that. Now, this will tell you the wall and psychological damage and people who are not mature. What happens after the wall? This is Amanda Bynes now. This is Amanda Bynes now. And this is her boyfriend. Let's go back. Amanda Bynes before. Amanda Bynes now. 
Amanda Bynes now. This is Amanda Bynes before. This is Amanda Bynes now. You know, feminism is a disease. Liberalism, too, uh, to a greater extent. This is Amanda Bynes now. This is Amanda Bynes now. This is Amanda Bynes before. This is her now. What happened? What happened was she fell for the progressive leftist uh, agenda of, oh, I don't know, you can do what you want to do. Get all the piercings and tattoos and do it. Men will still love you, bro. All right. Some of these people are under MK Ultra. Sex kittens, as uh, your boy will say. Um, uh, Chronicles of Judah. You guys got to know that MK Ultra and all of those things are things that, you know, study it. Study it. I'm not going to say it, but people... Uh, are under, are always under some sort of mind control. Um, and at the time, I know a lot of people say, oh, they don't do that no more. Because, mm. you know, that particular point of our history was in the 50s, 60s, into the 70s. Oh, they don't do that no more. <laughs> okay. You can go on and believe that, bro. But you guys volunteer for stuff like that. You guys volunteer to be behind control. That's Amanda Bynes now. All right, here she is now, bro. Uh, so a lot of times when you see people flip out, Karens, NPCs, uh, blue pillars, people in the matrix, all these terms we say, ham and eggers, knuckle draggers, people that don't let you say truth. Yeah, they're, they're under some sort of mind control. And uh, social media, social media does program people. This is where you say people are programmed. So social media does program people to act in this way in which you turn yourself from a natural, what you were naturally, you turn yourself from this and then you become this. This is mind control. This is, there's nothing, uh, uh, colleges and universities program people. This is why we call it the public school indoctrination camp. So um, they turn people, they go to college looking like this, and then they come out of college looking like this. What, what is that about? What did they educate them? What they tell them, ladies, it's okay, you be you. How do you turn from this, from this to this? That that would be probably some sort of mind control. And remember, these mind control programs were instituted at colleges and universities. Go do your studies. You guys put faith in things blindly and say that these people will do no harm. Do your do your studies. These things were conducted on college campuses. Right? Do I have to pull it up? I don't want to have to pull it up because I'm dealing with some three-letter agency stuff here. But do your research. They went to the psychology departments. They used psychologists. They used uh, uh, professors. Uh, people volunteered for these things. People told, sit down on this couch. They were given stuff, and then they went there, and they took notes. Let's see how this fool act up. It's a deeper subject than you actually want. It's a rabbit hole that a lot of plugged-in NPCs don't want to do. These professors wouldn't lie to me. These psychologists, these doctors, uh-huh, yeah. <clears throat> They've done it before. <laughs> They've done it before. And now I think it's done through social media. And so the movie, The Social Network, proved it, that social network are manipulating people with their algorithms to give one side information that the other side doesn't get, and then it creates a conflict. It creates a conflict, and then what happens is we think the other people are idiots. That's mind control. That is the very definition of mind control. 
if I get information that influences me and my thoughts, and then I'm mad and angry at other people, but they didn't get the same information, they got something completely different, and they think they're in the right, I think I'm in the right, and we're constantly at conflict, that would be mind control. But you guys don't see it, but it is what it is. And this is why you think you have problems, but you really don't. It is what it is. So don't think, oh, that was in the past. They don't do this. Yeah, they're doing it right now. And this is why people are wigging out. <laughs> like, this is why people are wigging out. This is how you can go from, from, from this, did you go, go, go from this to this? And also drugs too. And so when you bring in mind control, people use mind-altering drugs. Here it is right here. Um, and then they get a little bit wiggy. Some of you guys are using recreational drugs, which are mind control drugs, by the way. Um, and you're getting them from people that you don't know who you're getting. Uh, they've been already proven that agencies do put drugs in communities and whatnot. They've already put, where are you guys at? I'm giving you too much. I'm giving you too much. You guys aren't ready for this. A lot of plugged in NPCs are not ready for this. All right. So are they doing it now? Could be. Yeah. I mean, there's enough evidence to probably suggest that. So as a result, don't participate in recreational drugs. Uh, these little vapes. Oh, vapes. Okay. It's actually safer than smoking. Then they prove, oh, no, it ain't. Mm. It's too late. You hooked. Here, right here. Amanda Bynes accuses fiance Paul Michael of using crack cocaine. She says, I'm afraid. So. Here it is. She's going to say he's the abuser. He's the drug abuser. He's the, uh, uh, he's the whatever, but she's with him. She won't leave him. Um, and now she's afraid she can leave him, but she won't. Hey, um, what's happening here is I'm going to try to pull the video. I can't pull the video up, but she went on the internet. Is this the video? No, this is not. This is the picture. So she went on the internet, which is the court of public opinion. All right. And she didn't file a case. She didn't go to the police. She, I think she did call the police. But then she went on, I think, while he was in jail or away, she went to the court of public opinion to give her information only. Her side of the story only, and she's burying the guy. I'm not protecting him, but here it is right here. Amanda Bynes claims in multi-post uh, Instagram story earlier Thursday that her fiance, Paul Michael, quote, stopped taking his medication, unquote. There's another example. People are overly medicated. It's a problem. And has been using drugs in secret. Quote, Paul told me that he stopped taking his medication. I looked at his phone and he was looking at his mom, looking at mom and son porn, as we call it, prime. He vandalized his mom's home, unquote, she told her followers. So this is a court of public opinion. We don't know this to be true. Is there a police report? I, I need you guys to stop people that come to the court of public opinion first to tell their side of the story and get their facts out so that when the true facts come out, you don't even believe them. That's not what Amanda said. Quote, he broke all of her pictures and put salmon under her bed. Unquote. She continued, his behavior's alarming and I'm afraid of what he'll do. So when women say that, I'm afraid of what he'll do, but they don't leave, all right? Or they frame him as an abuser. Uh, you got to question that right away. Why are you doing that? Go to the police. Why are you telling us? Well, you're going to the court of public opinion. It's quite simple. This is a tactic that she's using. She could be in danger and she could easily solve that problem. It says right here, um, as she's age 36, closed all of her videos by adding that quote, she forgot to mention, unquote, she allegedly, quote, found Paul's stash of crack cocaine, unquote, <laughs> he's been using for the past six months and you've been sitting there watching him use. He needs serious help. This is gaslighting. I kicked him out of my house. 
Okay, that's a great step. Um, uh, Michael, who met the star in Alcoholics Anonymous, never date abusers, never date women in therapy. It's your red flag run. And ladies, never date men in therapy or uh, in, in Alcoholics Anonymous. Don't do it. But y'all both in there, cracked out, drugged out, overly medicated, and the addicts. Yep, that's going to work. He says uh, she took to her own Instagram account soon after to say he didn't he did not know what the F she's talking about. Oh, he went to his. Okay. He's defending himself, guys. There's no defense in the court of public opinion. Once she gets her story out, that's the story. And so she's saying, y'all all got to stop talking your ish. You guys don't effing know anything, which is true. I'm not saying that he's right. It's true. Whatever she said is not the truth, 100%. It's a part of the story. It's it's a piece of the story. There could be truth about salmon under the bed and him being on crack, but she didn't left out a whole bunch that she was smoking the crack for the past six months too, allegedly. All right, um, right here. I don't know if you guys know she was a part of a conservatorship, meaning her parents had authority over her legally and her money and it recently got broken after nine years she fought it and now once it's broken this is the result right here so the father knew hey ladies don't leave your father your father's there to protect you all right but you guys are constantly rebelling in the spirit of jezebel and it don't turn out well at best it turns out average at worst it's a complete disaster all right Britney Spears was in the same situation. So let me finish up the super chats and I'll end with Zoe for show because Herbert said so. Shout out to Billy Kid. Damn, Amanda fell off hard, coach. Yes, she did. She fell off hard. And this is just an indicator of how fast things can fall off. Beauty is fleeting, especially if you have mental health issues. All right, Corbellic. Let's see what you say because I can't see it at the bottom of my screen. So I got to scroll up. Corbellic. Uh, 300K in 2020 inflation is like making 120K. Ikes. He says, you can do it, fellas, coach. I own my own e-com art business. No bio kids, no biological kids getting a vasectomy in Tampa. Thanks again. Congratulations. Wow. Wait, no, that's a round of applause for you. But yeah, man, I'm going to tell you, man. I know you guys want to make your money, but uh, the key... The key of making money is keeping it. The key, the key to making money is budgeting it. And the key, also another key to making money is parlaying it or making more of it, right? So let's just say you had a great year. You made 300K this year and you take your gas off, uh, your foot off the pedal. You're going to be right back to 80K immediately, relatively short order. And then, you know, the life that you gave yourself is slowly going to dwindle away. Wait. So it's it, when you get to the top, you got to work harder. When you're a champion, you got to work harder. You don't take your gas foot off the gas and celebrate. You celebrate for a little bit. Um, have you guys noticed? Uh, this is why I left the coaching profession. I want you to notice the most successful coaches in the history of sports. And I want you to take note. I want you to take note. What I want you to take note of is what they look like. To successful coaches, and this is because of the coaching industry is insane. I had to get out before it actually made me look crazy because I took a lot of L's. All right. The most successful coaches look miserable. 
Nick Saban, does he actually look like he's celebrating? Does he actually look like he's like, yeah, man, we out here. We outside. I got this. I got that. They look miserable. They'll win the national championship, do an interview, and be like, yeah, man, I'm glad I finally won, man. We worked hard. All right, on to the next. You know why? Because they know tomorrow, everybody coming for their ass. <laughs> Nick Saban. Uh, what's the dude's name? Bill Belichick. Let's see what Bill Belichick looks like. Yeah, he don't look happy, do he? This dude won how many Super Bowls? Five? Mike Tomlin about the only one that looked halfway decent because black don't crack. All right, this is the winning coach right here. <laughs> All right, this is the winning coach right here. What about Andy Reid? Let's see how happy he looks. Yep. <laughs> yep, constantly screaming, yelling, trying to get these people to follow orders. Greg Popovich. Let's see what Greg Popovich looked like. Let's see what he looked like. Yep, he looked happy. This dude won how many championships? Five. He won five championships. This is the winning coach. This is what the winning coach looks like. <laughs> and this is what I want to tell you, man. Uh, coaching and leading and winning, these people know that they got to keep this ish up. They're, they're never satisfied. That's the winning coach. This is the winningest coach in history. <laughs> there he is smiling right there. He Because Phil Jackson smoked the weed out. That's the reason he's smiling. He didn't coach Shaq, Kobe, Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. This is the winning coach right here. Well, he was with the Knicks, so he was losing. All right, that's the winning coach. <laughs> uh, winning puts pressure on you. All right, let's see what Mike Tomlin looked like. Mike Tomlin might be the only one that looks halfway decent, but he actually don't look happy at all anytime. Oh, there he is. Look at him. He looking like Omar Epps. Yeah, Mike Tomlin don't always look happy either. Mike Tomlin looked pissed off half the time. But the good thing is he got just for men and he's got melanin. All right, that's why he looked good. All right, he got just for men and melanin. Look, that's the winning coach. How many times? He got two Super Bowls. I think he won two. He won too. But he always looked pissed off about something. So this is what I'm telling you. Yeah, this is what I'm telling you. Pat Riley, he always pissed off about something. Do I got to go? Yeah, I got to go in like five minutes. Pat Riley, oh, there he is smiling right there. He's not coaching right there. There's a couple of smiles. But you know, if you know anything about Pat Riley, Jerry West, these people are not happy people. They win the championship, it's right back to work. He started draining their ass. Somebody said Doc Rivers, too. Yeah, Doc Rivers, man. Man, he about to blow another 3-1. Good. <laughs> hey, the point of this all is when you get to the top, it now, now you have to work harder to stay there. Yep, that's the winning coach right there. I think he has one championship, at least. And once you get that one, then you start looking like this. Man, it's hard to be a man. It's hard to be a brother. It's hard to be a man. Look at that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, and these men get very little rest, very little sleep. They're constantly under pressure. So the point is, you know, when you get to the top, it's not like you're going to be happy, right? I'm not happy. When you get to the top, <laughs> you guys got to understand you got to stay at the top. And so that will make, make it seem like, oh, this guy seems miserable and an asshole. No, man, I'm just trying to stay at the top. I'm not trying to come back to where you at. And they all do cocaine. Well, I'm not surprised at that. 
Um, anyway, did we get Billy Kid? I got everybody. I think there's one more. No, 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 no. That's not. I got everybody. Okay. All right. Shout out to the coach gang. Get we out of here, brothers. Enjoy the rest of your day. Hit me up on the uh afternoon show. Let me lead you out here with some uh some ladies here. Here's the thing, you know, if you're broke. Just say that. Don't be mad at me for charging people for my time, materials, and efforts. God.